0: G'day and welcome to On The Esky, an Australian sports podcast where we like to wrap up the week that was in sport. It is Anzac Day down under today. We'll be drinking a few for the Diggers. We do appreciate what they did for us. Uh, So we can sit down free, um, talk some shit, watch some sport. Um, And because we're losers, we're here on the internet, not down the pub. So (laughs) shout out to anyone that is down the pub (laughs) at the moment, playing two up and uh, getting Geared up for uh, a cracking afternoon in the Australian sporting calendar. On today's show, we will start with the cricket. The IPL is about halfway through. Josh Butler's looking pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we'll go into the weeks in the AFL and the NRL uh, and preview the big uh, upcoming Anzac Day clashes. NBA playoffs, we're right into the uh, first round uh, with a few series starting to take shape. NFL Draft Week, baby, we'll uh, quickly talk about the news in the NFL and set up um, for a Friday show, Thursday night uh, over in the States, where mm-hmm. man Sean will be mm-hmm. following the draft live, so make sure to catch that if you are a NFL fan. Plus, the baddest motherfucker on the planet, uh, Tyson Fury has defeated Dillian White, uh, the F1 re- returned after a week off uh, to the Amelia Romagna and all the other news in the world of sport. Please remember we do have timestamps. If you want to skip to the sports you like, you can do at the bottom, or if you're complete nuffy like us, just listen to the whole damn thing. Chuck <laughs> us a subscribe on the YouTube or a follow on the socials, um, and yeah, let's get stuck into it. We do have joining us from South Australia our resident AFL correspondent and IPL expert Steamer, the Ginger Ninja, the Rev. How are you, mate?
1: Yeah, thanks, fellas. I'm doing well. Good to uh, join you here. Um, yeah, day seven of uh, COVID lockdown for us, so <laughs> the missus has been a bit unwell, but I- I've managed to uh, dodge it, so uh, we'll get back into it uh, tomorrow. But, yeah, had a good week. How are you, boys? Going good, mate. Did you manage to
0: catch uh, pretty much every second of the sporting uh, calendar this <laughs> this week or what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've watched still- a um, fair few of the AFL games this weekend and uh, – Yeah, trying to watch the IPL where I can. Obviously, the time difference doesn't help, but uh, KO Minis uh, each day, a good way to keep up to date. Indeed. Definitely have my fair share.
0: Sounds very good. We're looking forward to hearing your insights uh, on the cricket and AFL. Uh, We -hmm. do like to shout a beer to start off our show, and I'll throw it over to you, Steam. Uh, We shout a beer to uh, commemorate uh, someone who achieved something or did something in the... uh, in the sporting world this week. Steve, who are you shouting a beer?
1: Yeah, thanks, fellas. Uh, well, I thought about, as you mentioned, Josh Butler's on fire. I thought about shouting him a beer, but as an Australian, I couldn't, in good faith, uh, <laughs> shout an English cricketer a beer. <laughs> uh, so, of course, today being Anzac Day, uh, myself being a former Air Force man, I wanted to shout out to a, a veteran, and I've picked out uh, Arthur Leggett. He's a 103-year-old World War II veteran, and he recited the Ode of Remembrance uh, before the Fremantle and Carlton game.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so
1: great effort from the old fella. get out onto the field, had a couple of uh, current army guys kind of there to help him out. But yeah, during the week, he said the Ode means a lot to him. It's been a lot of magnificent uh, people in the past have been destroyed by war, never come home. So he said if he can stand up in front of 50,000 people and represent them, gives him a good feeling. So... I'm sure everyone who was there at Optus Stadium probably wanted to shout him a beer, but he can have another one on me.
0: Yeah, very good, Arthur. Uh, 103 to be out there in the middle and reciting um, the, the Ode to kick off the game, uh, an absolute legendary effort there from him, so well-deserved
3: there. Definitely.
0: Sean, sure, no, a bit of sad news uh, in your shout of beer. Um, run us through it, mate.
4: Yeah, so I decided to shout a beer out to Nathan Stapleton uh, or or probably more his family and all those around him as well. Mm -hmm. Um, (coughs) Former Shark, he played in the NRL, uh, unfortunately broke his neck during the week Mm. um, playing for the local country club. Um, So it's, Mm. yeah, he basically paralysed from uh, the shoulders down. A bit of a shocking (laughs) one. Um, You know, uh, by all accounts, you know, the team doing the best they could mm. and you're trying to do CPR and the like on the field. Mm. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough one after, you know, we've talked about head, head knocks and um, you know, the, the, the gladiator sports, they play and the mm. guys going out there, you know, wanting to enjoy playing professional sports. Mm. Um, but you know, this sort of stuff happens, but, uh, wanted to shout a beer out to, to him and think of him. And, of course, he does have a GoFundMe page that if you want to support him and uh, get involved in uh, helping out that family. Yeah,
0: shocking news for the former Sharky. You're thinking of him and, and his family for uh, his recovery. Was playing for Burra, um, which is just up the road uh, from us here in Canberra. So definitely hits uh, quite close to home. So thinking of Nathan Stapleton um, and, and his family um, moving forward. 100%. Marks,
3: shouting a beer. Yeah, um, I'm going to go international. Uh, so the topic that we love to talk about but never talk about: MLB, baseball, <laughs> big baseball, baseball aficionados. That's it. That's us here on the SK. Doesn't get it.
4: Doesn't get much notes, but it gets a few shout of beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's how yeah, we sneak uh, it in. <laughs> that's
3: that's very true. That's how we keep up to date with uh, MLB. Um, but yeah, this week I'm going to shout Miguel. Yeah, Miguel um, Cabrera, um, de- designated hitter. For the Detroit Lions, Um, he crossed the 3,000 career hit mark um, this week against the Colorado Rockies, making him only the 33rd player to join that um, 3K hit club. Um, Considering that about 18,000, 20,000 players have gone through the MLB. That That is wild. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty crazy. Mm. Um, And also with his uh, 502 home runs, um, he's also only the seventh player um, in MLB history to hit that 3,000K, 500 um, home run mark. Um, so, yeah, pretty pretty great achievement. Um, so, yeah, shout him a beer this week.
0: Old Miguel Cabrera, he has been there for donkey's years, isn't he? 20 Ooh. seasons. 20 seasons. <laughs> he <Yep>. is, quick, <laughs> quick Google, 39, just celebrated his 39th birthday, the Venezuelan. That's uh, it. That's pretty pretty stellar career from him. Definitely, so. definitely. Definitely
2: um, deserves um, a cold one. Yeah.
1: Chuck on top of that, boys. He, you said there's seven players with three k and five hundred. Mm-hmm. He's only one of three of those who've got a batting average over three hundred. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah, so yeah. he very, hits very, at, very elite company. Yeah, yep.
3: he hits at almost five hundred. I think it was. Could have that wrong. Um, but yeah. Um. But, well, his average 310. might be three ten. Three ten. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Is he hitting at
4: five hundred yeah. this year? Is that maybe where you're getting it from? That's maybe where I got from. Anyway. I don't know, baseball. but yeah, <laughs> that's it. I'm just, I'm just trying to save it. It's all right. <laughs> uh, sorry,
3: within that seven plays, three are Hall of Famers, so elite company. Yeah, um, to hit that mark there,
0: he'd be straight in. You'd imagine. Uh, I com- think so. Coming from someone that knows very little about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for that, Monks. Uh, enjoy your cold one, Miguel Cabrera. Uh, I'll be shouting to Murray Martin, uh, a beer who, uh, after three years out of the NRL, 10, uh, sorry, 1,092 days to be precise. Uh, he he made his uh, comeback uh, Friday night against uh, the Bulldogs, straight into the number one jersey. Uh, a lot of pressure there. Uh, Jermaine Asako had been moved on to the Titans. Tessie Newey had been playing uh, number one uh, and... Yeah, you, the Broncos fans uh, of late haven't had much to cheer about, a lot of um, pressure on the fullback, and he actually played a, a stellar game. He had 147 run metres, six tackle bus, um, looked like he, he belonged in the NRL. Uh, he's, he's still got that elite footwork and, and speed. Um, He actually uh, retired from the game after suffering a brain bleed back in 2019 Mm -hmm. uh, when he was with the Cowboys, uh, formerly uh, Penrith Panthers Jr. Um, And he shared a nice moment uh, post-match with his former teammate and idol Jonathan Thurston. And uh, in true NRL fashion, uh, you know, the the warrior sport that it is, the toughness and uh, always one to have a little bit of a laugh – uh, JT asked him, you know, he said, "Uh, you know, you suffered a brain bleed. It's pretty serious kind of stuff." To which uh, Tamaro responded, "Don't worry, it's not that big. It didn't bother me. <laughs> 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 completely down, downplayed it, yeah. uh, and and he's back after three years. So so wishing him all the best moving forward. Uh, what you know, a bit of a feel good story to um, to finish off our shout a Beer s- segment. Uh, and yeah, it'd be interesting to see what 100%. happens. Uh, you know, when Tessie Newey is back, uh, mm. will Tamaro Martin stay in that side? Does he stay at fullback? Will he move somewhere else?" Uh, well, Will be interesting They moved him straight mm. into
4: fullback And then give Cobbo a run there as well Which kind of shows how, What they think of him And he hadn't played any Like uh, Queensland Cup games either He was straight into the Brisbane squad So Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Pretty, pretty wild pretty, pretty crazy Pretty
0: so. crazy stuff uh, A lot of the Broncos uh, Fans I've seen on social media Really calling for Selwyn Cobbo To get that number one jersey mm-hmm. Selwyn is still very young We do think he's going to be A superstar of the game Got a mm. double
4: against the doggies
0: so. Indeed But you know Often that's the way that fullbacks uh, You know Get blooded in the NRL Is starting mm-hmm. on the wing And moving to the Number one jersey. Uh so yeah, it, it's a it's a good problem, I think, for Kevin Walters to have moving forward is is a lot of guys uh you know putting their hand up to to um play in that broncos spine. And they they did come away um with a win against the COVID-affected Bulldogs, but we'll talk about that later. And uh we'll move forward uh into our mop of the week segment. Sometimes we're a little bit hard pressed <laughs> thinking for mops. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's it can be hard to criticise mm-hmm. uh, those in the sporting arena. Uh, we had plenty actually th- this week. Uh,
4: we had to <laughs> we had to have a short list and cut
0: down uh, a few mops, if
4: you will. Uh, we'll, it's, it. it's like the work experience kids came to to do some cleaning, and we've got mops to hand out. And we'll have to write everywhere. Us. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to
0: have the cleanest floor in the podcasting business, I think, this week. Uh, uh, plenty of mops getting around, all different types of heads on them. You know, the long, uh, fingery looking ones, <laughs> uh, the, the standard foam mop. Uh, but, anyways, uh, two blokes coming into the talk shit get hit, uh, mop of the Week segment. Uh, one bloke uh, over in the States bugging Mike Tyson on a plane. Uh, apparently he had eaten some uh, mushrooms and, and was on the beers and was sitting behind uh, Iron Mike and thought it would be uh, a good idea to uh, be a pest to one of the baddest motherfuckers to ever live. <laughs> Sean, how did that end up for him? Uh,
4: not well because, yeah, it ended up uh, he – uh he didn't get, he didn't get the famous big hook but he got plenty of quick jabs let's can, put it that yeah. way. Mm. Um yeah, he, he got he got he got beat up and uh, of course uh Tyson famously had the quote on Rogan that did the round this week's of um you know uh, being on social media has made you comfortable about not getting hit like talking shit in in, in public so uh it's it's come full circle when someone now talking <laughs> shit to him and they, they got hit so uh, of course, um, this dude wants some fresh charges. We'll see what happens with that. Um, so American, was, isn't it? Yeah. What was interesting? Cause Tyson then missed his connection flight because of this. Mm. So then Dana uh, gave him a private jet. And he jumped on that, and then we, you know, the, and then there's a funny video with video that. Video yeah. With, yeah. Dana's like, "Give me your seat," and then Mike Tyson. Dana's like, yeah, sure, bro. <laughs> okay, because I did see that video <laughs> and I
0: was like, when the hell did this happen? So that makes sense. So yes. Dana, uh, Dana hooked him Getting up, the so. former heavyweight champ on his private jet. Yeah, yeah interesting, interesting. Big Iron Mike, uh, probably not one to mouth off against. Uh, yeah, you know, to quote the great Hangover movie, you know, <laughs> when when poor Zach Gallup and I just got <laughs> <top> one <laughs> from, from Iron Mike, <laughs> Mike and uh, Stu goes... Uh, He's still got, got it, it, man. Still. That's, <laughs> got, that's Mike Tyson. Yeah, he's still got it. Don't worry about that. I'm uh, interested to see what happens moving forward. We don't condone violence on the Esky, of course, but, uh, you know, we just like to uh, highlight a few funny little vids uh, yeah. that we mm-hmm. saw during the week. Uh, another one, again, uh, around the talk shit get hit theme uh, in at that Broncos-Bulldogs game at Suncorp on Friday night. Now, this bloke, by all reports, had been, um, you know, yelling out and, General Tom Foolery during the minutes silence. Yeah. Uh, I think for, I think a the, lot of tins,
4: a lot of tins were down beforehand. But one one could assume, <laughs> one yeah. could assume, one but, could assume. Uh, but that probably doesn't give him the right. Like yeah, during the minute silence when everyone's been quite yelling out stuff, and you could hear it through the broadcast. Though like, yeah, uh, you know talking. it's yeah, pretty bad. You, you hear him like saying things, and yeah, uh, the crowd weren't overly pleased <laughs> with that action. So I think he turned around trying to give it back to the crowd, and uh, they have none of it. <laughs> <so>. No,
0: <laughs> it's up there with one of the dumbest. Things that you can do, Fair I price. think, uh, in a sport <laughs> on this weekend. <laughs> and on this weekend, um, you know, given the sacrifices that all our servicemen gave, um, you know, to, to not be able to shut up for that one minute of silence. You know, you've got eighty minutes ahead of you in a rugby league game. Uh, you know, where it's open slather, essentially. Uh, you' <laughs> pretty pretty rare to get booted for yelling anything out. Um, you know, during yeah. the match play and yeah. when the rest of the crowds uh, up and about. So yeah, to not he, be able to co- shut your gob for one minute um, probably deserved what what he got. Yeah, you can call the ref c-bombs all you want, but <laughs> but talk to in the minute of silence. You're getting it again. We don't condone yeah. that either, but just just reporting what we see sometimes. Um, so yeah, That's he it, did yeah. he did get flogged by uh, another Broncos uh, fan behind him. They were both wearing Broncos uh, jerseys. And interesting, he copped that first right hook uh, and kind of sat him down on the seat. And then he got back up and didn't drop his beard, Didn't didn't do anything. Still had his hands down and then copped another few from <laughs> old mate. And then uh, and then got sent on his way. He has received a $1,600 fine on top of that as well And apparently no charges getting pressed So again, very uh, Australian uh, Australian. contrast uh, there to America One of the most hated men in uh, social media in Australia this week So uh, I think he's uh, taken his medicine, if you would Speaking about most hated men. No, that's sometimes he comes. Through, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes he comes through with some genuinely good journalism. He, he's an insider,
4: so like he's he, an insider. He'll, he he'll have some good news, genuine flog. But this is
2: garbage, yeah.
0: And yeah, we're talking about Danny Widler here. His first mop of the week, uh, which is interesting. Uh, uh, after bringing in this segment, oh, I don't know what, six months ago uh, that Danny hasn't got one. But congrats, you're on the board now, <laughs> Danny. Uh, reporting on Alex McKinnon's marriage breakup, wrote a whole column. Yeah, it was his Sunday column. It, it, that was his Sunday column. Out of, sure. all, yeah. out of yes. all <laughs> the things that we could be discussing in the NRL, and we'll get to in a second, the New South Wales origin, um, you know, yeah. who, uh, who's going who to who who's, who's play in centres with Latrell being out, uh, you know, the, the Cowboys playing out of their skin, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Titans not playing very well, the Anzac Day clash. There's a, a plethora of things that uh, our mate Danny Widler could have written about. And yeah. no, he wanted to write about Alex McKinnon's marriage breakfast. <laughs> Uh, I'm not even going to elaborate further on that. If you want to catch that, go read this Flogs uh, column in the Sunday Telegraph.
4: If anyone's got hair like a mop, it's Danny Wadler. So Mate. fitting. fitting Unbelievable. Seriously. <laughs> well, we, well, we might get monks on the Photoshop for one those. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: And Some good uh, material. yeah, that concludes the introduction to today's show. Let's get stuck into the IPL. We're about halfway through. Steam's done his best to catch as much as you can. Obviously, the game's in the middle of the night for us, um, and we said at the top of the show. Uh, Joss Butler has been in some incredible form. Uh, match 30 started uh, with the Rajasthan Royals defeating KKR with Joss Butler getting his first century of this week, um, 103 off 61. Uh, Steam, did you catch much of this one? Uh,
1: no, I think I uh, caught a little bit of the highlights, uh, mainly uh, Yuzi Chahail, and he's a uh, hat-trick. Mm-hmm. Got uh, four wickets in the over, I got five wickets in The innings kind of did a bit of a slide for his hat trick, uh, celebration, and so he's now got uh 18 wickets for the tournament. Yeah. He's pretty clear of uh Natarajan in the purple cap race. Mm-hmm. So Rajasthan doing very well. They got uh Butler in the orange cap and Chahal in the uh purple cap. And uh Cummins is he's, he's copped a bit of stick, yeah. Uh, well, he got out I for everyone, so
4: that's that hat trick stick,
1: uh, from Butler, but, mm. uh, yeah, yeah a bit big on. told uh, one for 50. And it uh, was actually dropped for KKR's next match mm. in favour of uh, Tim Southey.
0: Yeah, we well, were speaking mm. last week about how Camo has been very expensive uh, with the ball, and uh, they've swung the axe there at KKR. So it was interesting to see mm. how Tim Southy uh, responds to to getting that fourth international player jersey there. Mm. Uh, it's interesting that yeah, you, you spoke about Joss Butler um, with the with the orange cap and Yuzi Chahal with the purple cap. Joss, you'd imagine just. Call the contest now. I don't think anyone's catching him with that orange cap. Is that fair to, fair to state? Uh, he's on 491 runs. KO Rahul, who did turn up, and we'll get uh, to that mm. in a second, his second ton. Uh, he's on 368. So if anyone could catch him, it might be Rahul, but yeah. Joss Butler, eons process. ahead there in the race for the orange cap.
1: Yeah, definitely a race in two. Probably, you'd think like your boys were talking about a few months ago, a... Uh, Man City and Liverpool, where City got an unassailable lead. But yep. um, you think Butler's that far ahead? But uh, you know, stranger things happen. But
0: that is true. That is true. true. Uh, we have learned our uh, lesson a few times here on the Esquire about not crowing too early. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how he goes. He is, as it stands, is about 130 runs ahead of Kale Rahul there with a match in hand.
1: Now uh, on the Australian front, uh, it was good to see Finchie. Uh, got some runs in this game, 58 off 28, so quick fire runs as well. He looked horrible. I didn't see him in this innings, but the innings before he looked absolutely horrible, like feet were going everywhere. So um, good to see him get some runs. It was him and uh, Iyer, mm. Shreyas Iyer, that kind of mm. the main uh, ones contributing to the chase for KKR. You feel a bit rough if you get... 2-10 and, and you can't get the victory. But, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, that, they fell seven runs short there. Uh, so, you know, again, that that's off the back of Josh Butler, single-handedly winning games for the Royals. Uh, we did speak uh, at length last episode about Finch, about how poor his form has been, um, you know, with the uh, T20 World Cup uh, upcoming in October. A few episodes ago, I thought... Yeah, Finchy, they'll they'll keep him till then, and then maybe they'll they'll ask him to maybe move forward. Uh, but that's still a long way away. It's just as an Australian fan and a guy that. I, I hate it when we turn on our own because they've been in some bad form and forget all the things that you know Aaron Finch has accomplished as a cricketer uh you know a, a few years ago was one of the best white ball cricketers in the world uh he there's no denying that his form has been horrendous of late really good to see him make some quick fire runs yes it was a you know only a 58 it would be good to see him uh, continue and, and make a really big score at this IPL but we'll take it it's better than nothing isn't it it's a stop oh, for sure. All right, let's move forward into match 31 uh, where we saw RCB defeating the Lucknow Super Giants. We saw Faf Du Plessis. Shout out to Faf and shout out to anyone in the, uh, my punters club. That is the name of my team, Faf Du Plessis. Uh, it's a play on words uh, with the uh, blokes um, in that team. Plessis rhymes with Pepsi. Uh, it's pretty shit yarn, actually, <laughs> as is much of the punters club yarn. Uh, but he fell just short of a century with 96 uh, but it did uh, set up a, a enthralling game. And what about Josh Hazelwood, absolute destroyer, 4 for 25 for RCB. Got his got his good friend uh, Stoin. Uh, Stoin wasn't too happy about it. Uh, heard swearing on the stump, Mike. Uh, what what did we see? Uh, well, did you see the ball with this? <laughs> did you
4: see the ball before? No, it, it was it was a bad wide, and yeah. they didn't call it. Ah, uh, okay. So, so then he got the, this next ball. He got out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he was he's looking for the freebie. So yeah, I think he was yes. just not happy. But uh, a yes. very good in comparison to where Cummins was. Um, I just want to point that out. Interesting,
0: isn't it? Hazelwood just lacks that little bit of pace compared to to uh, Cummins, but maybe, you know, with the change-up. Yeah, the variation, the better line and length, are mm-hmm. possibly, uh, you know, more suited to to the four-over format.
1: Mickey? Yeah, so what happened with uh, – so Stoinis, he did make a bit of a movement towards the offside, mm-hmm. and and that's why it potentially wasn't called a wide. But it was, it was hardly on the cut stuff. Like, it was – even with Stornis' movement, it was a wide. Mm-hmm. So Stornis was not happy about that. And then so what the next ball, he makes an even, even bigger movement. So he's mm-hmm. completely to the offside of his stumps. Hazelwood mm-hmm. goes in on his heels, Stornis does a bit of a flick, but it goes into his peg, So he got bowled around his legs mm-hmm. on like off stump essentially. So Yeah, right. And, <laughs> big movement there <laughs> so, from, from the big man. Yeah, like he kind of was, you know, kind of, uh, expecting Hazelwood to go wide again and kind of got uh, doubled over, but yeah, that that effectively killed off the run chase, sealed the victory for RCB and and Stoin, you, you could see that he was uh, you know swearing and yelling, kind of eventually puts the hand up over the grill to kind of hide potentially what he was saying. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't take too much. Detective work to figure it
0: out. I'm sure he put the hand over and said something like, great ball, Josh, well done, well <laughs> deserved. I shouldn't have moved that far across my stumps. Something along those lines. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Moving forward to match 32, our Delhi Capitals cruise to victory here um, after nice yeah after bowling uh, the Punjab Kings out for a miserable 115. Uh, Akshar Patel, two for 10 and four overs, uh, mind you, so very economical there as well. And Kuldeep Yadav, uh, probably been the pick of the Delhi Capitals bowlers uh, so far, two for 24. Uh, Davey Warner in the runs again, 60 not, and Prithvi Shaw, sure they cruise to a nine-wicket victory. Um Good to see Delhi getting a win because they did lose their next match this week. Yeah, they've
4: been struggling with the cocoa a little bit. Mitch Marsh got yeah, the cocoa, we, and, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, I forgot the the other international. One of the other batters um, got it as well. Can you chase that up? Who else? The, has? They, they had a physio. They got it, and then the uh, basically spread it to totally those damn physios, <laughs> eh?
0: Infiltrating uh, the COVID into the Delhi Capitals locker room. Uh, Mitch Marsh. Yeah, it's,
4: it's, it's well, he had that stinker. Um, yeah. And then he tested positive, I think, that evening. So and got quite sick as well. Yeah, I heard. So yeah, so potentially he might have played a uh, bit unders because he was feeling. Um, uh, possibly, right. maybe already. Yeah, yeah. let's
0: hope mm. he um, has a, a nice speedy recovery uh, because we've seen him be in. Career best form, uh, mm-hmm. you know, essentially carried uh, our white ball team last year uh, when they played those series in Bangladesh mm-hmm. and the West Indies. Um, when we, you know, essentially sent uh, you know an Australia A ish side over there without some big names, and Mitch Marsh was in some stellar form. So hoping he makes a quick recovery and gets back into this Delhi Capitals side, which is pretty. It's going to be pretty hard for him to do, to be honest, uh, with the with the four internationals that they have there. Um, Anirik Nortke, if he um, becomes healthy at you know, uh, at the same time. Steam, have you heard anything about his recovery uh, coming back into this side? Uh,
1: no, I haven't heard anything. I've just noticed his absence more yeah. than anything. Yeah, and they yeah. spent
0: they spent big money on him. Uh, so it'd be interesting. If he is available, you can't imagine Mitch Marsh gets a run um, you know, in this side. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what happens moving forward. Um, alas, we will move forward to the CSK game unless you found out anything more on COVID news there with Delhi.
3: Just trying to find a list of players. Um, last I heard, there
4: was the two players and four support staff. But that might have been yep. three or four days ago. A
0: family S- member of Ricky Ponning tested mm. positive.
3: Yep, so but, Ponning's in but, isolation. But
0: yeah, so Ponning's in isolation. No word if he actually has it or not. And then uh, He's
3: tested negative twice. Okay, yep, um, yep. Thankfully. Uh, anyway. Anyways, it's confirmed. Yeah. I think it's yeah. Just still the six there. Okay.
1: Um, as you mentioned, two players. And you think um, if Nokia is healthy, he will come in for Mustafiza?
0: I don't know if he that well. It you know, like for like players, both by wheels, but the Fizz has been playing really good cricket. Um, so I don't know if, if one of the Indian quicks makes makes it's it's well, again.
1: I get. I'm just thinking you've got a an international making way for an international kind of thing. If you if you think they spent the money on uh, Marsh and want to find a spot for him, yeah, because um, yeah, I think the internationals are rolling with at the moment are uh, Warner, uh, Mustafa. Ravman uh, Rothman Powell, I think yep. he's a West Indian. Yep, who's who's uh, been batting in
0: the middle order and, and hasn't made any real big scores, but he, bat, he he strikes the ball at like 180, 190, does that job for yeah. him in the middle order finishing games. So hard, know, to, the, hard to see him being admitted.
1: Just, maybe they're just rolling with a three at the moment. Maybe it's the injury. I'm just looking at their most recent team sheet from mm. the game against uh, Rajasthan. I can't. Pick out any other internationals, so maybe uh, okay. They, so maybe they have been rolling in the three. Okay, injured or COVID, yeah. Who knows? Interesting, interesting. Moving forward,
0: uh, again, that you know, we're completely talking superlative at the moment. Um, we, we we don't really know where Nokia is at with his recovery. If anyone knows, get at us in the comments. Maybe the physio. <laughs> <laughs> in his eyes, so uh, moving forward to match 33, the Chennai Super Kings defeated the Mumbai Indians, the hapless Mumbai Indians, the former champs. Uh, this was a battle uh, of potential spoon uh, winners here in the IPL. Don't know if they use that term over there in in uh, in India. Um, if you if you are listening and you're from India, we give out a wooden spoon here in Australia, uh, proverbial wooden spoon to the teams that finish last in uh, in our domestic competitions um, so yeah the, the the two former heavyweights going at it and the super kings coming away with the biggies here uh, Mumbai remaining um you know winless uh, at at this stage uh Dhoni showing his uh typical class uh finishing off with 17 needed off the final over uh with Jdev Unadkat bowling wicket and then single first two balls so you know, you think, oh, Mumbai going to get off the mark here, and then Donny goes, uh-uh, uh no, I'm one of the best players uh, ever from India. Uh, let's not forget that. Six, four, two, four to win. Uh, unbelievable. Um, and and going from one uh, former um, captain of India to the current one, Rohit Sharma, he's out of form. Steam, what's going on? Yeah, uh,
1: second ball, I think he was gone in, mm. in this match maybe, or mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, very, very early. So he got a duck. Uh, last night, um, MI played again. He got a, a few runs, but only half of his innings. Uh, he's got into double figures or more. So 153 runs at 19 average at this stage of the tournament. Uh, you'd be hoping for a lot more from the Indian captain. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's really MI's uh, story um, at the moment. They've got the big names, but they aren't producing the goods. Uh, at the
0: moment, so. yeah, Ishan Kishan and SKY haven't been too bad. Go shout out to uh, Tilak Varma, who's not one of the big names mm. for the Mumbai Indians. If not for him, they could have uh, you know the net run rate could be even worse. He's uh, through eight games. He's made 272 runs, uh, two not outs. Uh, so he's averaging 45 with the stick and uh, striking at 140. So if not for Tilak Varma, uh, it could be even worse for the for the hapless Indians.
1: Yeah, well, uh, SKY and Varma have often had to come in two or three down for not many and kind of steady the ship for a little while. So, yep. yeah, we, yeah, without them, they'd be in real big – well, I mean they're – they're, they're in big trouble it as is, it is, yeah. I mean, <laughs> even worse.
0: <laughs> even further up Shit Creek uh, yeah. and even further paddleless, if you will. Um, another big name that's been failing to fire for him is Kyron Pollard. He has eight uh, innings. For just 115 runs, uh, his top score is 25, he's uh, averaging 16 with the stick. He announced this week that he'll be uh, retiring from international uh, cricket as well. Uh, one of the best, uh, you know, white ball uh, West or Ind- especially at T20 level. Uh, the big West Indian, uh, got fond memories of him coming down to Australia and absolutely going berserk with the bat. And and fielding well for a big man as well. Was sitting on the fence uh, once at Monica Oval, the Theatre of Dreams here down in Canberra, <laughs> and he took an absolute screamer, one-handed. You know, about six foot six hundred and five kilo of him, and maybe maybe some more. Uh, yeah, he he moved very well for a big man. Uh, he'll be missed, I think, from that West Indian lineup moving forward. Uh, he has just stated that he's retiring from the internationals, so still might go around and do a bit of the T twenty circuit, make a bit more coin. Uh, anything else from that game? Dan Sams, four, four for 30. Uh, good to see yeah, him amongst the wickets. Him. He's He's been expensive throughout the tournament so far, so this was one of his better games.
1: Yeah, for sure. He'd only taken one wicket in his first four matches, so, yeah, took four for 30 uh, in this one and, yeah, was really the one who kind of kept uh, MI uh, in it, um, yeah, kind of kept uh, CSK, those wickets, falling until, of course, Yeah, couldn't get the uh, Dhoni wicket that proved all important.
0: Yeah, Dan Sam's uh, nearly, nearly getting the the pickies there. Uh, Match 34, the Rajasthan Royals. Shout out to the late, great Richie Benno. We had uh, the – this year we had Richie Benno Day. It should be – well – that's what it's going to be Officially uh, Renamed actually I think I'm going to write a letter Maybe to an MP <laughs> Asking if we can get The 2nd of February 22 <laughs> changed to Richie Beno Day uh, But Rajasthan uh, Made two For 222 In this one And a shout out also To the late great Desmond Tutu uh, You know Obviously A, a big inspiration uh, For yeah, us For us here On the show uh, Yeah we haven't mentioned Desmond for quite some time So shout out to both no. Richie and Desmond And the Rajasthan and Royals and and uh, speaking of 2-2, back-to-back centuries for Joss Butler, uh, he has five tons in the IPL. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, there have been five tons in the IPL this year. Butler has three of them, Kale yeah. Rahul, the other two. I uh, sent through the Manhattan, I think, uh, for the IPL to you boys during the week. Uh, the old, you know, the skyscraper graph, the runs graph of Joss Butler in the IPL. And, mate, there's some skyscrapers, uh, to tell you what, Manhattan, it's de- downtown Manhattan is in the last few games. That is for sure for Joss Butler. It was interesting to see on that as well. Really quite struck. Like, he, he wasn't electric when he first started his IPL career. Took him a long time to get to 50 runs um, at, at all. Uh, and then it, it, you've just seen his average just climb and climb and climb and climb. I think his overall IPL average is up at about 39 now. Um, and he's been in absolutely stellar form. Uh, what What are we thinking? With, is Josh Butler the best T20 cricketer on the planet right now? Pretty hard to argue against it.
4: Currently. Like, I, I think uh, the, the tournament that Mitch Marsh had probably put him in that conversation, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, but <laughs> things change very, very quickly. Uh, of current form, yeah, it's, it's probably Butler. Yeah,
0: and it's, you know... It's a bit of a silly question to ask. There's probably <laughs> ten names that we could put forward, and perhaps we will uh, chat further at uh, uh, about who is the best on the planet uh, at the uh, at the end of this tournament. But yeah, pretty hard to argue against Josh Butler at the moment. Uh, just got his uh, stats up so far at the halfway mark of the tournament: seven innings, four hundred and ninety-one runs. If you don't mind, uh, three tons, two fifties. So only two knocks where he uh, hasn't made fifty runs. Uh, averaging 81 and striking. This is probably the most uh, amazing part of it. When he's scoring that many runs and striking at 161, you are in some kind of form. He's seeing them like absolute beach balls. Missed out on a shout of beer. Uh, steam was close. I was definitely close. <laughs> yeah, hard to shout an Englishman a beer, isn't it? If we had done it, it would have probably been a warm, disgusting beer, um, you know, <laughs> that, that they like to drink over there in that rainy little island. But uh, they have produced, uh, you know, possibly the best T20 cricketer on the planet at the moment in Joss Butler. Uh, and it was off the back of uh, Joss's ton in this one that they got over our Delhi Capitals. But mm. DC, they really, they tried their best. They made uh, eight for 207. Steam. There was some late game controversy in this one. Uh, run us through it.
1: Yeah. So this was uh, this will be quite the talking point of the week. I think probably the biggest uh, incident, probably after uh, Hazelwood and Stoyness, uh that we already mentioned. But so DC chasing needed thirty six of the last two overs, mm-hmm. uh, and then Prasid Krishna, talk about you know uh, steely nerves, comes in bowls the nineteenth, bowls a wicket maiden. All right, so that means DC they need 36 off the last over. That's uh, six a ball for mm-hmm. those playing at home. Brothman mm-hmm. yeah. Powell, uh, he's the um, facing up against Obed McCoy. Mm-hmm. First three balls, bang bang bang, hits hits them all for six. Mm-hmm. But the third ball, uh, all the DC guys, it was a it was a fully and it was right on his waist. It was mm-hmm. a very very judgment call. Probably depends. What color your shirt is, as to whether you think it was <laughs> above the waist or, or below the waist. Uh, but here's where the controversy kind of really amped up because, as you guys mentioned uh, before, Ricky Ponting, uh, the usual coach of DC, mm-hmm. he was not there he out with the family members with COVID. So the stand in senior coach, Praviv uh, Amray, he actually ran out onto the field to talk to the umpires. Uh, Pant, who's the captain, of course, mm-hmm. he's seen gesturing his batsman to come back to the dugout until they, uh, you know, get the third umpire to review the call.
0: He was blowing up, by- deluxe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was. Uh, so the umpires, they they stood firm. They said, no, we're not reviewing it. You know, we're playing on. Uh, but the kind of the stop in play from uh, the kind of assistant coach running out into the field uh, from the batters not knowing to, you know, go in when Pant's gesturing them or not. Uh, it really killed their momentum. Mm. Uh, you know, has just hit three sixes in a row. Mm, uh, mm. The bowler has, you know still got to hit three more sixes, but, you know, the pressure was ramped right up. Uh, but, yeah, then the next ball, dot ball, game over, Um and so since that game, both Pant and Amray they've been fined one hundred percent of their match fees, mm-hmm. and Amray's been handed a one-match ban. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, big, big scenes, big talking points out of that game. Uh, you know, would it have all gone different had Ricky Ponting been there? Well, yeah, we can speculate all we want, but um, yeah, yeah who knows? cooler heads maybe.
0: Yeah, and we can also continue to speculate. There's still a lot on the plate there for them to, to be able to finish off. Yeah, but we'll it, if, sure. if it's a noe and you get that extra ball and a free hit... And you've got all the momentum And Obed McCoy's starting to think Oh fuck You know It's out there. I think in that situation The pressure's all on the bowler Because the bowler is expected To be able to defend You know 36 off the yeah, last I mean, over meant to be And then when And when You're out there And he's just been smacked For three sixes Had the no ball been called And you know You've still got f- You know Four balls to bowl With a With a fr- One of them being a free hit That's all the pressure Back on Obed McCoy So who knows Who knows I'm glad it happened now And not in a in a finals game, because this would have been all kinds of you know fucked up if if this was to decide a team going forward or or a, 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 an IPL uh, champion, mm-hmm. uh, I you know I th- I still think Delhi with with half the tournament left to go being three and four, I don't know if this is going to cost them, but who know who knows if they finish fifth and it's by you know two points or it's by. Um, you know, by B's Dick on the on the um table. Two two games behind. Yeah, yeah. it it could it could really prove to be the um, the turning point in the in the Capitals' season. Now, shout out to every single person that's played. Any kind of social cricket or lower grade cricket, uh, where the umpire is either someone from the other team, uh, which, which never helps, <laughs> or uh, the umpire is someone you know that's about seventy eight years old. They're you know they're just umpiring uh, you know to should go to Specsavers. It's yeah, it's literally their, 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 their uh, outing for for the weekend. You know, good on them to be out there. Uh, you know, uh, you probably need their eyes from you know nineteen fifty eight, uh, not not from two thousand and twenty two, and you get. Absolutely dotted yourself Uh, This has happened to me On on occasion Your eyes light up Yep Waist height fully He's not bitter at all This one's going About 20 (laughs) rows deep uh, And by 20 rows I mean just past the cone And you know Rolling onto the field Next to you Because there's no rows You're not playing in a stadium Because you're shit
2: (laughs) Uh, And
0: and, uh, after your eyes light up And you go Yeah this one's getting The treatment uh, it, it, it hits about on the splice of the bat, and it just squirts over to square leg, and you get caught, and you yeah. go, oh, "Gee, fuck me!" Uh, look at the umpire, and he and he doesn't th- doesn't bring the arm up, and you go, oh, absolute blow up, one hundred percent of my match fee gone, uh, which was uh, which was two beers, uh, and you're in all kinds of mess." Yeah, yes. definitely
2: not
4: definitely. speaking from experience. Yeah, definitely yeah, not. yeah, no pain there at all, <laughs> no <laughs> salt.
0: Boys, I don't care if he's playing in the IPL or if you're playing Sunday Social Cricket here in Canberra, Australia. First grade, mind you. <laughs> uh, and, 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 the, and the square leg umpire isn't watching the game because he's, he's halfway through a dart and he's got a, he's got a beer in his <laughs> other hand. Just make sure you're watching that ball. It's very easy to see if that ball is waist height or not. Moving forward after yeah. my little rant well, there, monks had a interesting a richard rant if you will, <laughs> a little a little
4: <laughs> stat
3: to throw. Oh, out. sorry, yeah, just just added that stat in behind there. So just um, reiterating, uh, Joss Butler's form. So he's the, only the second player in IPL history to score consecutive hundreds. Um, right. The other one being Shikhar Darwin. Yep. and only the third player. Oh, uh, sorry, second player again after Virat Kohli to score three or more centuries um, in a single IPL season. So um, it's being this early on in the season with heaps of games to go yeah. he can um yeah put up some huge numbers could, from the sounds of it could
0: definitely rewrite the record books here you'd think in a single season uh, so we'll follow uh, Josh Butler and how he goes in the back half of this season I Ooh. also saw as well uh, I think there's only uh, a few guys now that have more IPL puns than him I think Virat Coley is one and I think the the great man himself the don't blush baby uh, the big dick yeah. and <laughs> the Big dick man from Jamaica Chris Gale I think he has the most IPL hundreds Uh With six So Mm. Joss Butler Moving forward Who knows Who knows uh, Could be rewriting The record books uh, Right in
4: front of us Coley is on that list And he has fallen Very far um, Yes And that will That's nearly a perfect segue. But we will (laughs) I was (laughs) just like We can't (laughs) skip
0: (laughs) the game (laughs) But we're pretty (laughs) (laughs) glad It's nearly a perfect segue. We will talk about Coley in
1: one second What was that Mickey? I was going to say The perfect segue Would be from one Big dick West Indian (laughs) Journal
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there we go, there We've, we nailed it. go. <laughs> We've nailed it we Russ. Great segue, great segue Match 35 The Gujarat Titans 9 for 156 Scrape home against the Kolkata Knight Riders Who fell two wickets short uh, uh, Sorry, fell, fell eight runs short uh, At 8 for 148 uh, Dre Russ nearly single handedly winning this game uh, He bowled just the one over The 20th uh, He took four for five if you don't mind I think he went... Wicket, wicket, four, one, wicket, wicket, something like that, um, and he's rocking the, the big blonde mohawk. He's look, he's he's absolutely prancing around like he does, um, and then and then he went on to smash forty eight off twenty five. Uh, Lifeline caught off the no ball, went on just four, and and nearly made uh, full advantage of it. Um, just didn't have anyone around to to help him get home there. Um, Rashad Khan uh, Rashid Khan I should say Was was good um, There for, for the Titans He actually won The man of the match Which is a little bit Controversial I think In itself They tend to go with A, a player that Was on the winning side And big Dre Russ uh, He also hit His 1000th Boundary In T20 cricket 462 fours 544 sixes, if you don't mind. Jeez. More sixes than fours. Yeah, 544 <laughs> sixes. I don't think i good. scored 544 <laughs> runs in my uh, social <laughs> career. So shout, <laughs> out, shout out to Dre Russ for hitting uh, his 1,000th boundary there. Gujarat Titans, they're looking pretty good, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, top of the table. Top of the table, top of the table. Uh, you know, we've spoken about it in the last few weeks, covering the IPL, uh, you know, that all these teams that we didn't expect uh, to, to be playing the, that well, The good, you know, the, both the new franchises in Gujarat being first, Lucknow mm. being fourth, Sunrisers, Hyderabad. You know, we're from Hyderabad. <laughs>
4: they're, they're sitting second. <laughs> They've won five in a row. Well, I, I they should thank us because we bagged them that they were they were tanking in the draft and, and now they're, they're second. Yeah. The curse cursed the commentator. India are afraid of the Gabba. Ooh, the Washington Sundar. You know. Named his
0: dog g- Gabba and he says, shut up all you idiots down there. Down, <laughs> down right. We ain't afraid of shit. Yeah,
1: totally. um,
0: but speak, speaking of su- <laughs> Sunrise's Hyderabad, match 36 one of the strangest ones you'll ever see in the IPL. Max, can you please Google lowest totals ever in IPL history? RCB, with their talent on paper, uh, if any team got... Skittled for, for sixty-eight. RCB would really be one of the, the ones in the back of your mind, but it did happen to him the other night. Virat Coley, back to back golden ducks. He's only gone past uh twelve twice in eight innings. He's hit 119 runs, averaging 17. What's going on with Virat? Is he broken? Is he in the, you know, in the Aaron Finch? Realm of of just being completely and utterly out of form after being, you know, formerly one of the one of the best uh, white ball players in the world. What's going on with the with a former Indian skipper?
1: Uh in in this match, he he copped a Jaffa from um, Marco Jansen, who I think took three wickets in his first over. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, the big tall South African was uh, swinging it around and kind of, as you do, first ball kind of virat just wanted to feel feel bat on the ball and gets a um schnicked up to to second slip and i think uh the the match before he might have got caught in uh the gully or, or backward point but um yeah just one of those ones i think at the moment where he's not getting out like the same way each time like i think when we've kind of talked about finch we talk about him always getting out leg before but it's not like virat's you know always getting out the same way but um yeah, I mean, confidence uh, for sure is kind of, yeah, it's not there for him at the moment.
2: Mm, mm.
0: It's hard, isn't it? When you're in bad form in cricket, the monkey's on the back and it just, the the more it happens, the more it gets in your own head and it can happen to anyone, you know. A few years ago, Virat Kohli was the best cricketer on the planet, hands mm. down, yep. uh, and we've seen, you know, this form slump, uh, you know, it, it, it transcends all, all three formats because we, we haven't seen a test ton from him in, in, in donkey's years. It's carried on through to the IPL. Hasn't been great, uh, you know, for India and white ball cricket. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Will, will we ever see old Virat Kohli? Can you
4: do me a mm-hmm. favour and just turn your internet off on your laptop?
0: On my laptop? Sure thing. Uh, oh, is our stream struggling?
4: Yeah, it is a little bit. Okay, no worries. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to... We're looking around right over here. I'm just wondering if you're stealing stuff
3: maybe (laughs) motion-free wi-fi that's That's unlike me to do what are you downloading
0: (laughs) (laughs) had a few things lined up to download that are
3: uh, chewing up the wi-fi hopefully that's that's a little bit better i'm just going back to those lowest totals so um rcb has the lowest total ever Mm. um 49 Mm -hmm. that was back uh 23rd wow uh coincidences here Ooh. Um, Omens. It was it was against KKR, so that's different there. But mm. it was on the twenty third of April two thousand seventeen. You joking? No, same date as um, this week. Ooh, hex day, Ooh. Hex, hex day is. for RCB. Twenty third of April. That's it. Um, Coley, out, first ball duck. Oh my! <laughs> <why aren't
0: we? laughs> Jeez, I wish we knew about that and had a little little. Punty Lala yeah. Ricky Ponting If you wouldn't mind On, on that game but uh, That's it Who would have thought it And Sunrisers end up cruising uh, To a nine wicket victory um, What about this, this pace attack uh, for for sunrisers Hyderabad They've all been elite uh, We spoke about t Nadarajan uh, Being second uh, in the purple cap race With 15 wickets Umran Malik been very good bhuvneshwar Kumar Everyone knows what he can do um, You know, been a staple uh, in, in Indian uh, white ball cricket For quite some time With nine wickets And Marco Jansen He's just got that height That extra pace That extra bounce He's got six wickets They've formed a, a really formidable pace attack Haven't they, Stan?
1: Yeah, I'm just... Um looking at something here Malik is probably the surprise packet in that one mm. uh just seeing a headline here he's bowled 91% of his deliveries 140 kilometers. higher. yeah right so he's got he's got wheels genuine and, pace and so that's you know really good uh variety so they've got Malik with the pace uh, Ovi uh B- 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 he can swing it mm-hmm. Jansen's got that Bounce. and uh, Natarajan is the finisher with mm-hmm. the Yorkers, uh, you know, good mix of left and right armors there too. Uh, and it's usually the spinners
0: yeah, uh, mm-hmm.
1: that we see dominating. But I think uh, I've heard them mention on the calls a few times that because all the games are being confined to just a few stadiums, each of the pitches is having to be used multiple times. Uh, they've kind of left uh, more grass on them than mm-hmm. they normally would just so that they get a bit more you can get more usage out of them. Mm-hmm. So the the Pacers are probably liking that um, a bit more to their advantage, uh, especially when you compare it to the last couple of years, uh, the dry decks that they've had in the UAE. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, uh, you know, for the hot Hy- Hyderabad, uh, the pace attack is working. You, know, you mentioned Chahal, so the spinners are still getting amongst it. Yep, but, yep. Um, yeah, that, that's probably helped the Pacers out, just having a bit more uh, greenness on the decks uh, this this
0: season. That is, yeah, an interesting point that you make there. Uh, you know, we've we've only seen it's only the three grounds, isn't it, between uh, Brabourne, the Wan and Pune? Is it?
1: I think there's a fourth. Four, four, four grounds.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah, that's something that probably that I hadn't considered is the the repeated um, wear and tear on on these pitches. Um, you know, and with with ten teams in there as well, uh, just going between the four grounds. Um, yeah, it's something to consider, and obviously, uh, you know the Sunrisers' pace attack uh, have taken full advantage of it. Uh, and the game last night, uh, match thirty-seven, we saw Lucknow Super Giants continue to hand dish out the punishment to the Mumbai Indians. The Indians zero from eight. Who would have thunk it? Uh, Lucknow, uh, they're one hundred and sixty-eight. Well, about sixty percent of their runs. Quick mass one hundred and three. Uh, I think it's probably more than that actually, came from KL Rahul, his second ton. Uh, he's relishing this role in captaining the new franchise uh, on that big deal and seems to be worth every dollar slash rupee at the moment. Uh, thoughts on that knock from KL Rahul?
1: Yeah, it kind of started slow, but he was really the glue that kind of held uh, the innings together. Um, yeah, he really uh, scored most of his runs after the power play. That was kind of when he turned it on but yeah in mentioning uh, about the pitches uh this one last night was at the one cutty mm. and it was right on one side of uh the square uh-huh. so there was a very obvious uh short side and a very obvious kind of longer side so mm-hmm. um yeah kind of took full advantage uh of the short side wherever he could yep uh,
0: he's he's in some good nick. I tell you, Ishan Kishan, despite them being uh, zero from eight, he's been he's been uh not too bad. Um,
1: you know, starting he, start, he started start, real hot. Yeah, I mean, he's and then cold. Yeah, uh, so he started with eighty one and fifty four, but mm. yeah, his last four innings only combined twenty four. So yeah, that's real. Like uh, mi, you know, Kishan and uh, Rohit, their mm. openers, mm. and they're both really struggling, and that's kind of. What you mentioned at the top, um, Tillich and SKY have had mm. to come in, uh, steady the ship. Um, but, yeah, they're just not getting off to good starts. And, yeah, they, this run chase uh, never really got going, um, yeah, never really threatened uh, to get their first win on the board.
0: So, Mumbai remain on the donut. They are zero from eight. They sit on the bottom of the IPL table with zero points and a net run rate of minus one. Chennai Super Kings ahead of them. Uh, two and five in ninth place. Uh, followed by the Punjab Kings in eighth. They're three and four. KKR uh, sitting on seventh. They do have an extra game on those two franchises, three and five. Our Delhi Capitals sitting sixth, three and four. They are two games out of that top four. RCB um, just uh, sitting behind uh, Lucknow in fifth place on net run rate. They are five and three. Uh, Lucknow sitting in fourth, uh, also five and three on net run rate, followed by uh, the Rajasthan Royals and Sunrisers Hyderabad. All of those sides on ten points. Uh, the difference being uh, Sunrisers and Rajasthan are five and two, so they do have a game in hand. And Gujarat Titans sitting first, still six and one to the new franchise, twelve points, a handy net run rate, uh, and that is essentially the halfway mark of the IPL. And that will wrap us up for cricket. Anything else to add, lads?
4: No, I think you covered it. Yeah, halfway point. Um, I, I think what was it Collie's record was nine hundred and something for a season runs. So Josh mm-hmm. Butler on pace. Uh, does I need to do a little bit of work in that back half to potentially catch that? But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, Rickon giving me stats in the in the chat. So i one out. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> and hopefully, we can get on top
0: of the internet and uh, stop downloading dodgy movies as we live <laughs> podcast. All right. That'll do us for cricket. Let's talk some AFL. Friday night, we had the St Kilda Saints uh, get a win against GWS at Marnica Oval. Uh, Toby Green's uh, return after that long suspension, six-game suspension for the bump on, uh, or the walking into, I guess, is maybe more accurate on Matt Stevich last year. Uh, We won't discuss uh, that. Much further, it, it's done. Um, I think six games for that was well, a bit much. But it's, it's, led had to,
4: had it's led to what we're getting in the AFL currently with them cracking oh, sure. down on the, the <sighs> refereeing, well, the descent towards the umpires. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is the catalyst that kicked it all off.
0: <laughs> What's our thoughts on this, boys? Uh, Mitch Robinson said he can't watch footy anymore. That tweet did the rounds. I uh, I think that's a little bit extreme. I still can watch footy, although... It's, it's, it's not as
4: bad as where the NRL got to, but it's... it's Getting a, a like it's in that same conversation of where they was last year to, to now. So, you know, the arm out penalties are, seem to be a bit excessive for just gesturing. Um, I it's, think n- it's a natural
0: reaction It's, it's yeah. pretty, like, You'd have to he, he rewire just, your brain I yeah. think
4: to, uh, well, uh, Sean Darcy changed it up And put his hands behind his head To make it look yeah. a little bit different He did And, it, and it was, <laughs> that was a,
0: a, a two uh, step movement as well Where he's going Oh And then managed yeah. to get them yeah. behind his head I'm yeah. just sucking one in uh, <laughs> Yeah it, I, it, It's a bit much for mine yeah. I, I think this is a bit of a bullshit um, overreaction It's interesting as well uh, You know How how It tends to work out If we're You know bagging Aaron Finch And he goes out to score runs If we're bagging The Indian cricket team They go to kill us At the Gabba yeah. uh, If I Commend um, Gil-, Gil McLaughlin And all his good work In you know uh, In getting the game Back from COVID And not implementing Stupid rules uh, We did see the standing <laughs> On the mark mm. A little bit of teething Around that one last year Did change mm. the game a bit Don't mind it I think it's been okay This one is a bit too much for me. Steam, what are your thoughts on this new descent rule?
1: Uh, I think AFL likes to do this. They go hard and they overcorrect on purpose. Mm -hmm. And then the pendulum kind of swings back. So I think even from that Friday night game to the Saturday, you could see there was a bit of a a correction. And like you boys mentioned with, with Sean Darcy, he kind of puts his arms out and then he kind of, He's learned the lesson a bit and say, oh, no, no, don't do that. Uh, and I think they're kind of they're getting to, yeah, like you say, that people talk with their hands and you move your hands around. Uh, holding your hands out is not necessarily uh, aggressive or dissent, but can be a, a genuine kind of question, and that can be done uh, with respect. And I think they obviously, um, I think the intention behind it of actually showing uh, respect and, and not being abusive uh is a good idea but mm-hmm. yeah and that's where that's where it's got to be if, if if a player is having a respectful you know questioning and conversation you yeah, fair enough if they're if they're blowing up you know dissent you know very obvious kind of aggression well that that's where you can kind of penalize them so but I, I kind of yeah expect that the it'll correct itself a bit they've kind of gone a bit hard over on tops on purpose and it'll swing back. A,
0: a little bit yeah um. let let's hope so because yeah a few of these ones were utterly ridiculous as a man of italian heritage i can say it's it is uh, sometimes quite hard not to speak uh, without using your hands a little bit of the bibbity bobbity um uh, <laughs> Yeah, I do, I do agree. You know, they've gone hard and let's hopefully see the pendulum swing back because it, it is hard, especially when you're just reacting to something and you're not being verbally abusive, just the hands going up in the air. Uh, yeah. it, it can be swinging a little bit too hard in that direction. Shout out to a bloke that plays a bit of with me, Jesse McPhail He said he had to look up dissent in the dictionary We didn't didn't even really know what dissent was uh, Straight from the Oxford here uh, Or slash the Google definition of it That might be uh, I don't actually own an Oxford dictionary uh, The holding or expression of opinions At variance with those commonly or officially held Disagreeing essentially with uh, the umpire uh, And whether that be verbally or physically With, you know, throwing your hands in the in the air Like you just don't care It's it's what's um, you know been been implemented by the AFL. Let's hope it doesn't ruin uh, too many games. Uh, And and we haven't really seen this week a game been. Decided uh, uh, by a dissent call. So let's hope nothing, you know, decides the game. Mm, Let's talk about the Saints, uh, all dissenting aside. They're five in a row. They're playing some really good footy. Uh, I think everyone kind of expected a little bit of an upturn this year from St Kilda. Did anyone expect them to be five and one? No, No, probably not. Uh, The tip rat, Jack Higgins, he's been very good. Four goals on Friday night. He also had four against Frio and five against the Suns last week in some great form, the former Richmond product. Jack Steele, he is just consistent, um, 110 uh, fantasy points, 29 disposals on Friday night. How about this year? The lowest that he's had in in fantasy, 101 against the Tigers. Lowest disposals, 23 against Frio. He never really puts up that you know that 40 disposal, 150 fantasy point game. But he's always consistently good, uh, and and nice for him to return to the place that he grew up and get a win uh, in front of hopefully some some home. Friends and family, Uh, a bit of a sad one out of this one. Jack Hayes, monks, can you uh, just confirm that his ACL is ruptured, please? If he has had, yeah, yeah, his his scans. Uh, A really big shame here um, because he had been had been looking pretty good. Um, in in terms of being one of those mature age guys that gets a bit of a second chance, um, you know, the the Saints and and Rats really had his um had his back, saying um, you know that uh, that that they're expected to re-sign him and, and back him in yeah. through, throughout his rehab. Yeah, have, yep, yeah, that, that and that's happened.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Run yeah, us I've through run us through Steam. Uh, what what you've heard in the last few days uh, since since Jack uh, did his ACL.
1: Yeah, not sure on the details of his contract. I just know that they have given him uh, another contract for next year, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Love good, to good love to say that. Yeah, there. good,
0: good and, from really classy from think, St Kilda.
1: Um, yeah, probably uh, like Paddy Ryder's not getting any younger, so
2: mm-hmm.
1: makes sense for them to to invest in Hayes. And yeah, I think everyone's uh, liked what they've seen from him. Um, so far, which yeah, kind of makes you wonder how how he's gotten to the age that he has in his career without without getting a crack, but um, has made well, the most of it. Yeah, and, and yeah, hate to see these kind of injuries, but yeah, yeah, good on good good form from the Saints, I think in in uh, offering that contract so quickly. Yeah well, yeah, well
0: well done to the Saints there. Um, a team that is is kind of reeling and and struggling and and underperforming. Look, we didn't think the GWS Giants would be, uh, you know, premiership favourites or anything, but you know, by any stretch, uh, kind of conversely to the Saints, they're one and five. Did we expect them to be this bad, Steam, what, What's your take on this? You, you reckon it has to do uh, a lot with their forward line?
2: <laughs> Toby Green <Grant, they're> missing. <laughs> That probably doesn't yeah, help either. I mean, yeah, Toby
0: Green missing the first five games probably doesn't
1: help. Uh, do, they, yeah, do they
0: win many of those games if they had Toby Green? Uh, who knows? Steam, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, that's part of it. Uh, Green out. So they're only averaging uh, 69 points per game this year. That's the mm. third lowest um, behind only in front of uh, West Coast and North Melbourne. Yep. Uh, I just think like, in the last couple of years, uh, so go back two years, they had Jeremy Cameron. Mm-hmm. uh Also Jeremy Finlayson and uh, Harry Hilmerberg could could kind of be the the second or third guy. Mm -hmm. He now has to be number one, and I just don't think he is a number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesse Hogan's a rather tall forward, and uh, so he didn't play uh, the match against St Kilda, but the week before against Melbourne, uh, he doesn't look like he's leading up towards the ball, kind Mm -hmm. of wants cheap ones out the back Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of the time. Yeah, the, the Melbourne defenders are obviously very good, but they, they were the ones leading up to the ball, taking intercept marks. Uh, so, yeah, like Jesse Hogan and Himmelberg, neither of them looks like a reliable 12th uh, target at the yep. moment. And, yeah, they're kind of having to rely on throwing guys like Canelio and Taranto forward. Um, i tell you, the one guy you mentioned, um, Jack Steele, returning back to Canberra, did you see there was a marquee set up as the official Tom Green uh, fan club? Oh, I did see that.
0: Uh, shout yeah. out to Tom Green, <laughs> form, former Marist uh, uh, Brothers player who has been really elite this year um, for, for the uh, Giants apparently um, his younger brother is pretty, pretty good as well. Uh, yeah, nice to see um, a few Canberra boys uh, doing it big on the big stage. Uh, Canberra, look, not known for its AFL prowess, although has produced some absolute superstars of the game. Jezalenko uh, uh, comes to mind. Aaron Hamill, uh, who we saw uh, speaking Buck, at, at uh, a Buckley, Buck, Buckley
1: and, yeah. and Heard have both gone through Canberra. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Canberra systems. Some pretty big, <laughs> some pretty
0: big names, some pretty big names there to come out of uh, AFL Canberra, indeed. Yes, I did see the Tom Green marquee set up there on the hill at Manuka <laughs> Oval. Uh, just, just wishing uh, that that the Giants are able to get a few more results. But he's mm. been he's been very good. Uh, what are your thoughts on on Tom Green's evolution as a footballer this year, Steve?
1: Oh yeah, he's coming on uh, leaps and bounds, and yeah, he was the one that just popped into me, my mind as with. Uh, Taranto and Canelio, mm. kind of the midfielders that they're sending forward who they're trying to get goals out of their midfielders. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, and he's been able to contribute in that area, but he, he just looks so strong around the footy. Um, yeah, really getting into that, the size and that age where uh, he's kind of grown into his body, got a real AFL kind of strength, and now, and um, very hard to tackle around the contest. Mm. Uh, so he's looking like a like a gun but uh yeah they don't need more midfield guns at the moment they need some firepower yeah, yeah
0: that's that's right uh, you can have the strongest midfielder in the competition but if you've got no one to finish it off at, at um, that forward end it, it's going to make things pretty difficult be interesting to see if they can yeah, recover yeah. from one and five
1: uh, we do know i mean they're just looking at the schedule they're up against the crom uh next week
0: so mighty crom
1: yeah yeah which uh, could segue us yeah into that's the next a segue is <laughs> it <laughs>
0: The Crom, one-point winners down in Ballarat against the Bulldogs. Love to see these country footy games, boys. Ballarat, uh, you know, obviously footy mad down there uh, in in the Victorian countryside. Um, the, The ground probably, I don't know if it's quite up to... To the you know the elite levels of a uh, of a Launceston, like we're watching at the moment uh, with the with the hawks and swans or or now with the world class facilities at at mana Oval they did have the cameraman at one end up in the scissor lift uh, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. Was, which is interesting <laughs> to see and it's usually very windy in Ballarat as well yeah so, <laughs> uh, so we did we we saw a low scoring encounter in this one uh, no Tim English for the Bulldogs uh, he we spoke about him last week I think we've spoken about him most weeks here uh, with our AFL segment really coming along as uh, and and stamping his name as an elite ruckman in this league Gets plenty of touches Bounces the footy Which we don't normally see out of ruckman um, <laughs> I'm definitely not allowed to do it um, and, and speaking of ruckman Steph Martin Possibly the smartest p- footy player ever Did you know that his uh, ATAR was 99.7 so uh, And well, ended up playing, playing uh, Aussie Rules footy In game 200 um, but the Bulldogs fell agonisingly short. Uh, Robbie McComb as well. We sp- we spoke about mature age players before. In Jack Hayes made his AFL debut at the age of 26. Four years for for Footscray in the VFL, including a B and F. Uh, didn't didn't uh, get the the dream debut, but good on him uh, for for never saying die and realising his AFL dream at the age of 26, which in AFL terms is fucking. Pretty old, really. Um, but the Crum, they spoilt the party. Uh, we they, they go to three and three. They've, they're surprising a lot. Uh, Steam, did you catch this game or or the highlights and, and what were your thoughts?
1: Uh, yeah, I did. So uh, kind of the notes say that Riley O'Brien, the uh, Crows Ruckman, he had a day out. And like you've mentioned, that uh, English out
2: mm. made a
1: big difference for the dogs. They, they really... Couldn't get it out of their back line. The, the Crows' pressure uh, was good and their tall defenders, um, Aaron Norton and Jamara Oogal Hagen, they, they couldn't really seem to figure things out. A lot of the time they were flying for the same footy. They, mm-hmm. Their spacing and their leading, uh, yeah, they were very, very slow, very un Bulldogs like coming out of their background, um, out of the back line, sorry. But mm-hmm. yeah, the Crows. Part of that was the Crows' pressure. And, uh, yeah, Riley O'Brien taking plenty of intercept marks. And the Crows were definitely just way more efficient uh, when they got into their forward line. Yep. Uh, Tex Walker kicks his 500th. Yep. Kicked a nice one from the boundary line to kind of seal the victory. And, um, yeah, the, plenty of guys in the dogs' engine room get plenty of touches. But uh, Rory Laird and Ben Keyes uh, were really working hard in the Crows' Uh, midfielder and Keyes is one of these guys who was he couldn't get a run at uh, brisbane um, i mean the last uh, year and and this season at adelaide he has really uh, come into a he's a genuine eighth grader now um
0: it's it's been pretty yeah. wild to watch him develop uh, especially last year and continuing it into this year you know a, a solid bull midfielder but uh, you know looking at him he's, he's a physical specimen and yeah it, one of those players that he, he just couldn't get it done at the line he was at the suns as well was he not and and i think they uh, listed from I think, just, I
1: think just the just lines can you chase that up uh, yeah. but ben, yeah. ben keys
0: ben keys um he's been unreal he he actually could have had himself a uh and you know a three brown low vote confirmed day he kicked he kicked four behinds and uh, on top of his 33 disposals. So, you know, imagine if he, he kicked two or three of those, 33 and, and three, uh, you'd imagine you get the three Brownlow votes there. Uh, Tex Walker still copping a few boos from the crowd. Uh, do we think that's maybe still deserved? Uh, obviously, he's been very, very good for Adelaide since coming back from the
4: suspension around that racial yeah. slur. If I'm Texas, don't worry about it. Keep booting goals and people will start forgetting
0: yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, and he's got to play football. Yep. And and also what he did, uh, you know, I think fair enough for the, for some of the yeah. crowd to to be booing. Uh, but obviously it's not affecting him as a footballer. Maybe it's, it's using uh, you know, he's using it as a bit of motivation. Uh, but he he has been very very good since coming back from that suspension. The Crom, they're 3 and 3. Uh, and I tell you what, maybe you have to pencil in, uh, you know, some crumb viewing because each game they play seems to be very, very close. I think only Collingwood beat them by about thirty odd points. Uh, either way, uh, they're they're either winning games by a point, or or back in round one they lost that one to Fremantle by a point. Uh, they've been involved in some cracking matchups.
1: But after the siren, uh, a winner in the showdown as well. How so. good there, the Jordan yeah. the Jordan Dawson <laughs> reverse swinger. That was a – Definitely that, becoming um must-watch each week. Yeah, you, you'll mm. know you get a, a close game when you turn on and watch the crumb.
0: Up the crumb. Now, from one uh, side of Adelaide to the other, Port are finally off the donut. They smacked the hapless Eagles uh, in uh, Adelaide on the weekend, 117 to just 33. Todd Marshall booted five. We've seen him be a bit hot and cold. He's, I think this is the second time he's booted five – or was it four? No, I think it's the second time he's kicked five yeah, goals. he, he
1: got – Got
0: five in the showdown. Yep. So so when he shows up, he shows up hard. Uh, Dan Houston had thirty three disposals uh, out of that, you know, half back uh, with twenty five kicks. Broken wine's good as usual. Water is wet. Uh, Port will be very very happy uh, to to get off that donut. No one really expected them to be as. Poor as they've been. And speaking of, uh, look, everyone kind of thought it would be a down year for the West Coast Eagles. They are aging. They are injury plagued. Did you expect them to be this bad, Steam?
1: Uh, I think in the season preview I said they were my big kind of slider for the mm-hmm. year. I uh, they've been really hit with uh they were hit with injuries pre season and then in season uh COVID has had them I, I th- I think I heard they had 13 debutants yep. this year already, yeah. which is wild given that it's six games. So I think they've used 41 players or something like that already. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're just not having any consistency uh, week to week of, of who's in their team. Yeah, definitely haven't got close to having their best 22 on the park for any match this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, would be... Would be tough times over in Perth at the moment. If you're an Eagles fan, mm. uh, especially with Freo doing you know, so well. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's right. So, you know, for a club that is so used to playing uh, finals and winning finals. Success, yeah. This is a this is a big fall from from where they usually are.
0: And and that's an interesting point, you know. We they they won the whole thing in 2018, just four years ago. Uh, despite, you know, all the adversity that they have faced through injury, COVID and the like, there's a lot of players that played in this game that, you know, that they went down by 90 points to port that were in that grand final side. The, the likes of Shannon Hearn, the likes of Tom Barras, um, you know, through through the midfield, you've, you've got Elliot Yeo, you've got Jack Redden, uh, you know, up forward, Josh Kennedy, you've got um, uh, Norm Smith winner in, in Luke Shuey, um, with all these guys there, Liam Ryan was in that side, um, Liam Duggan was in that side. Are they just getting on a little bit? Are they, you know, kind of like everyone likes to joke about Geelong ageing? Uh, you know, are they just a little bit past it? You'd think with, you know, eight or nine guys that won a grand final, you couldn't be this bad.
1: Yeah, they kind of, um, after the GF, they kind of sold the farm to bring across Tim Kelly Yep, uh, from Geelong. And so they really haven't had the draft picks then to to bring in the younger Young talent um, yeah. fellas. Yeah. So yeah, they are a very old uh, list, and now like yeah, um, Josh Kennedy definitely looks like he's in his last season. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Shannon Hearn the same. Uh, but yeah, they're a very old side now, and, and they haven't really had that injection of youth. Um, yeah, to kind of keep them up. Uh, with the top teams.
0: Be interesting to see what happens with West Coast moving forward. Um, yeah, being historically bad. Um, and and like we just mentioned, someone that's been, or a team that's been historically good, has, it's been the Fremantle Dockers. They're 5-1. and one. Uh, They beat our Blues team. Uh, look, got out to an early lead and never really looked like losing it. Ah, uh, big out uh, early on was Mark Pittnett for the Blues. Uh, that big neon knee contact with Sean Darcy, perhaps PCL. Have we got any news on that? Steam, do you know?
1: Uh, I haven't heard anything since the game. We'll no. get Monkey
0: Magic to chase that one up. Uh, they did lose both. Uh, well, both sides lost their starting ruckman uh, with Sean Darcy going later in the in the match up with concussion. Uh, Adam Cherra, the big signing. Uh, for well, one of the big signings for the Blues in the off-season, copping some booze uh, from uh, the the Fremantle fans, obviously coming across. Uh, you know, to go back home, he was homesick. Um, to go back to Melbourne, uh, you're probably going to cop that. Uh, you know, if a team feels like you've abandoned them, uh, Paddy Cripps was great in despite being uh, in a losing side. We have spoken at length uh, about his comeback. You know, he doesn't look so busted up this year. Uh, you know, the yeah, tr- shoulder and was back and. Good. Yeah, the hamstring, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, yeah, up, up. just the one week out. Just one yeah. week, which is always good. Uh, we kind of speculated maybe it would, would be a three to four weeker. No, just the one week out. Uh, he had thirty two disposals, three goals. Um, you know, probably Carlton's best player on the field. Uh, how did Frio, uh, you know, get this one done? They they look pretty good up up front. Rory Lob and Lockie Schultz had three each, two each for Swickowski and uh, Michael Walters, who hasn't been in the best form. Uh, Steam. I, I imagine you, you caught all of this one, uh, as did I. What were what were your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, I think um, like you mentioned, the small forwards there for Fremantle, uh, Schultz, Wiskowski, and uh, Walters. They impacted the scoreboard a, a few times. Uh, they were able to get on to the end of it, uh, get on a lead. Where Carlton, it seemed like Plan One A um, was disrupted a little bit. Obviously, Pittnet got injured early in the game. Uh, and then Tom De Koning uh, went into the ruck. They like to use uh, De Koning as a third tall up front with mm-hmm. uh, Harry and Charlie
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, kind of either send Charlie or De Koning kind of up to the wing for the bailout kick to then uh, get it into the other two. Mm-hmm. And it kind of seemed when De Koning had to go into the ruck, uh, they really, Carlton's ball movement uh, was very, stagnant, seemed like the plan uh, was just bombed onto Harry and Charlie's heads and everyone in the stadium uh, knew it, including mm-hmm. the, the Frio defenders, and they mm-hmm. were just either able to to spoil it or intercept uh, market themselves. Uh, yeah, where Frio going into their forward line, they kind of lowered the eyes a bit more, hit up leading targets. So that's what I want to see from Carlton going forward. They, they seem to go long and high far too often, uh, yeah, I think Vossi kind of needs to get him to to lower the eyes, uh, get some of the, the smaller uh, guys. Hopefully, uh, Jack Silvani can come back. He's a good uh, player on the lead.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, yeah, I think uh, didn't really seem to have another plan besides just bomb it onto Harry and Charlie's head, which uh, they might grab it occasionally, but if everyone in the stadium knows what's going to happen, it's, it's easy to defend. Indeed,
0: uh, thoughts on Fremantle five and one should Dockers fans uh, be be getting up and about? Do, do we think that they uh, are, are as good as that record suggests?
1: I, I think they'd be excited that they beat um, Carlton. That was probably their first real big um, test. Or obviously, we mentioned they, they got the one point uh, victory over the Crows, but mm-hmm. probably apart from those two, they haven't really played uh, top level talent. I think they've played St Kilda and. Uh, West Coast, and um, but next week they go to Geelong mm. Uh, mm. to play the Cats. So that's a real litmus test for mm. them to find out where they're at. They Yeah, they haven't had a, a real kind of uh, test so far this season. Uh, yeah. mm. But good good victory over Carlton, but I think this game against Geelong will really, we'll see where Freo are at. Yeah, looking forward to see what they can
0: do against the Cats, uh, and that's a good segue into the Geelong Cats uh, belting the Kangaroos by 60 points. Yesterday, seven goals for Jez Cameron, uh, four for Tom Hawkins. Uh, They are uh, first and second in the Coleman race with 20 and 19, respectively. Geelong's looking pretty good, controlled the whole game. Um, Often the Kangaroos, you know, being in Hobart, Play a little bit better than they would, uh, you know, in Victoria, or, or the opposing team isn't able to to uh, adjust to the conditions. Um, I I didn't catch this one. Uh, I thought uh, Geelong. Uh, versus North Melbourne uh, I think I think I know How this one might go uh, Geelong coming away 60 point winners I went to go Watch The Batman uh, With with the Misso uh, Not bad Not bad It's not You're quite right. Nolan good I will say It's not quite <laughs> Nolan good But very different uh, Kind of approach To The Batman Check that one yeah. out if, uh, if that's the way That you like to You know s- Split up Split <laughs> up your time Not watching sport uh, fo- You know Watching a few <laughs> movies Here and there Steam, did you catch this one or, uh, the
2: highlights really. at
1: least? Uh, I had the same thought. I thought this one, <laughs> go to a certain, this one will go to a certain script and I'll, I'll save myself the time and, and it looks like it went to exactly that script. Yep.
0: Uh, Geelong yeah. good, a bad, uh, anything further to discuss? Q clash <laughs> yesterday. Uh, the Lions coming away forty-two point winners in that one, uh, one hundred and thirty-two over the Gold Coast Suns. Eighty. The small forwards, and and I think uh, this is a really nice point that you've you've put here, uh, Steam. in in uh, Zach Zach Bailey uh, winning uh, his first Marcus Ashcroft medal. Uh, he he has been really really good. Um, and, and Charlie Cameron and Ash McGrath, um, the only players to kick six goals in Q Clash history. Uh, Charlie also um, chipping in with four in this match. Um, Lions, small forwards, absolutely dominating the the Suns up front. Well, what do we make of this one? Lions, good Suns, bad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly
1: that. Yeah, yeah, another game that I... I checked in here and there, but, yeah, kind of thought, oh, this one will go to script as well, uh, and it did. I think the Lions have had the wood over the Suns um, for a few years. Yeah, yep. Uh, yep. Now, and I think um, they'll be looking forward to uh, next week when they play Sydney at the CG. That'll be mm. a cracker. But mm. um, Lions mm. looking pretty at um, five and one. I think they got off to a slow start last year so that uh, Lions fans will be happy that they've got off to a better start this
4: year. Yeah. Charlie kicked straight in this. Jared got one and took Miller ninety percent bicep. <laughs> 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 took Miller is ninety percent bicep. He's a very good player
0: and <laughs> He's ch- yeah, he is a good looking good looking <laughs> rooster, that is for sure. Big yeah. Warwick Farms on Took Miller. Um Brisbane Lions, they're five and one. We just spoke about Fremantle. We just spoke about St Kilda. Something yeah. tells me that Brisbane are the real deal, whereas Frio and St Kilda still unproven. They're the three teams that are on yeah. five and one. Uh, yeah, you, what are your thoughts there, Steam? Do you, do you think Brisbane uh, are the best out of those five and one teams?
1: I yeah, totally agree with what you just said. Yeah.
0: Okay, and then uh, in what's becoming a bit of a fixture in the AFL calendar, um, you know the the warm up to, to Anzac Day, uh, the the Melbourne Demons and uh, the Richmond Tigers are going to the G last night about eighty thousand in um, to to see it. Uh, you love to see full houses here, especially you know mm-hmm. still uh, you know memories of, of empty stadiums and and yeah. you know uh, echoes and hearing that the ball hit. Players, players feet—you uh, know—picked up by mm-hmm. by the microphone. You love to see a full house. Uh, the demons—they started slow in this one. They didn't really kick very straight, but they—they they got the bickies uh, coming away. Winners um, by by was that twenty-two points? Demons six and zero. Oh, uh, they've won thirteen games straight, uh, including the the big dance. Uh, Stan, did you catch this one? I, I watched it all. Uh, your thoughts on this one, please? Yeah,
1: the demons—they. Uh, looked in control most of the game. The only thing that really kept it close was inaccurate goal-kicking. They had 3-12 at halftime before eventually finishing uh, 9-22. I I was uh, particularly keeping an eye on uh, Christian Petrarca being my uh, fantasy captain in Mm -hmm. one of my leagues, and and he looked very, like, in second or third gear, didn't look that interested in laying a tackle because he didn't have any, but... (laughs) He didn't need to, but uh, Clayton Oliver, he was the dominant midfielder. uh, 41 touches, uh, 22 contested. I can't remember the exact uh, numbers, but the coverage they're talking about, just how often he goes over 20 contested possessions. um, Freakish, you know, kind of 13 clearances as well. He was a clear, uh, best on ground, getting the Checky Hughes medal. Um, Yeah, Richmond just, they didn't have the firepower to go with the Demons, which... I don't think um, many teams in the comp
0: do. No, so. and in fact, you know, maybe it comes down to Melbourne not kicking very straight last night, but I was impressed with the Tigers. I did think this might have been a little bit more one-sided, uh, so especially in that first half, uh, you know, mm-hmm. being able to, 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 to run with the defending champs. Uh, the Ds are probably looking at, uh, like red-hot favourites to defend, um, you know, that, that premiership. Uh, Clary, Clayton Oliver, like you said, Steam, hands down best on ground. Uh, he is really developing into an elite footballer. Uh, you know, we talk about him every week, but they they always seem to show up. You know, uh, Maxi Gorn, uh, Clayton Oliver, Petrarca a little bit quiet yesterday. A, a shout-out to the big Nank, the tank, big Toby Nankervis. I thought he was quite good in the ruck going up against the premier ruckman in the league. Uh, definitely held his own. Um, I thought he wasn't bad. Uh, and news coming out that uh Dusty is back training with yeah. the Richmond I'm not uh, sure if yeah. he's training but he's
4: I saw that he's back in Melbourne essentially he's back okay. in Victoria so
0: interesting to see training. Yeah yeah interesting to see what happens moving forward of don't want to sound like a broken record. Uh, you know, his old man passed. Uh, he's done everything uh, that you could ask for a bloke, uh, you know, in, in terms of, you know, winning three flags and always showing up uh, come finals. Uh, I don't think they need to rush him back into the side. Uh, Takeaway from this one is who who can match the Demons, I
4: reckon. Yep, I agree. Yeah,
2: one um, final
1: note on this game, boys, Uh Nice little moment they showed uh, Ash Barty in the crowd, Mm -hmm. obviously a big uh, Tigers fan, and the score was uh, 40-all, deuce. Ah, Uh, deuce, uh, Desmond. (laughs) Nice little, uh, you know, good uh, number, you know, kind of moment there. That was nice to see.
0: Our girl Ash, obviously a lot of speculation as to what she's going to do after retiring from tennis. Is she just... Laying yeah. low? Is she playing golf? Is she going to have a baby? Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. We'll she's speak. playing
3: in a celebrity golf tournament. Sometimes she's, she's been, been playing so. a bunch of golf. Very made, yeah. handy. Yeah, we, we did.
0: Did we talk about on the pod yes. or, or off it? I, so. I was on, on the pod. pod. On the pod, winning, winning a comp at Brookwater, her home yeah. uh, home course up there in Brisbane, uh, out of a field of four. So, <laughs> so good on good on you. The other three girls uh, out there going against Ash Barty. I think she plays off four uh, is her golf handicap. That's it, yeah. Alas, we have the uh, the Hawthorn Sydney game currently underway. Uh, Hawthorne looking pretty good down there in Lost sixteen points ahead of the Swans. Uh, moving. Uh, two minutes away from half-time. Haven't been able to concentrate too much on this one. Have you seen well, much down there, th- there,
4: Sean? Yeah, I saw the Swans have had at least three good opportunities which they probably should have turned into goals. So, um, buddy, with two of those, they end up being behind. Uh, so, I think they're definitely given the opportunities and, you know, they're not too far behind. But, yeah, it's a good competitive game. Hawthorne coming to play.
0: Hawthorne being mm. a, a real surprise packet. I don't think anyone expected them to be as good as they've yeah, been. newcomb has been good for them. Yeah, dry Newcomb. Uh, yeah, shout out to him. Uh, he, he's built like a tank. He's only 19 years old. He will develop into a really strong ball midfielder, oh, you'd imagine.
1: I uh, think he's a bit older than that. He was picked up as part of the uh, mid-season draft oh, okay. uh, last year. So I think he's a mature yeah. age player. He's not. Yeah, maybe he's twenty twenty-one.
0: Have we got internet? Can you chase that up? <laughs> or are we, are we still going internet free? I'm, I'm internet free, so everything's coming. I think you
3: go back to internet.
0: Top, top of the dam. Um yeah, so Sydney 20. Sydney have just taken the mark here inside fifty, but we're gonna see uh, a, a close second half by the looks, uh which yeah, is really
1: good. 20. There
0: you go. twenty. There we go. Maybe he's nineteen yeah. last year there. Yeah, one off. You take that. <laughs> Jeez, that's one standard deviation, isn't no, it? No, that's, um,
1: <laughs> that's younger than I thought in fairness. So yeah. Thank you, Steve. Um, <laughs> just looking at the um, stats, Buddy's got one goal, for. Uh, okay.
0: Yeah, and they've just sprayed, just sprayed another go. one there. Yeah, so it's, uh, I think that's been the tale geez. of the
4: game so far. They've yeah had some really good opportunities like that where they probably should convert into goals and, yeah, been spraying them. We'll keep an
0: eye on that one as the podcast uh, unravels. Obviously, the big classic Anzac Day clash is the Bombers and Pies that will follow this one. Uh, the mm-hmm. the bombers have, have had a really slow start to the year, although have played some pretty good sides, uh, and Collingwood probably playing a little bit overs of uh, of what people expect. Uh, Steam, can I get your thoughts uh, before you leave us uh, on the on the big ANZAC Day clash at the G?
1: Yeah, well, um, bombers have been mauled in the media uh, this week. I think they got rolled by uh, Fremantle in the second half yeah. last week. Uh, lots of vision of. Uh, Fremantle players uh running uh, flat chat and just going straight past some uh, fairly kind of laxadaisical uh, bombers not really putting in much of a chase so be interesting to see yeah. if I, I mean you know Anzac day should fire you up yeah but anyway but yeah what they've copped in the press uh this week probably need um, fire them up too. but they need to win this the bombers because I think at the start of the year I said yeah, they were probably going to be around six or seven uh, on the ladder. Mm. And, you know, if they drop this one, they've only got the one uh, win for the season and it'll be a long climb back up. Um, yeah, and like you said, Collingwood been probably a bit better than expected. It's uh, been a long time since they played. They played Thursday before Easter, so uh, it's the about ten, 11 ten, or 12 yeah. days yeah. Uh, since they've played. So yeah. they've almost had a mini bye Um, But yeah, they were very competitive against Brisbane in Brisbane, so I think this will be uh, a great game today. I think it'll be very close, but I think I've tipped Collingwood.
0: I also think I've tipped the Pies. They are favourites at $1.58, Essendon $2.34, probably just hoping uh, as a neutral that really doesn't... Uh, enjoy either uh, Of these sides As a Carlton <laughs> fan uh, I'm just hoping for a nice uh, ma- Match up on Anzac Day And, and no blowout Either way um, mm-hmm. I think yeah You hit the, um, the the nail On the head there Steam In that In that um, and, and really good wor- uh, Use of the word Lackadaisical there it's probably <laughs> yeah. One that's not in my uh, Vocabulary Despite the, all the Wordle I've been playing Obviously doesn't fit In a wordle Five letter <laughs> game But um, uh, I I, I I, I, I do um, agree that that Essendon it it does seem like something's lacking a little bit with the effort there. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they show up. Uh, you know, with with ninety thousand perhaps uh, in there at the G on Anzac Day. If that doesn't get the blood pumping, uh, then check your pulse. You might be dead. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So We've got
1: um, merit and Stringer back both returning. It. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, so, um, so that's merit. As, I think is. Uh, far ahead of schedule I think he had um, like Sam Walsh had the syndesmosis and, and has recovered uh, quicker than expected, so yeah, freaks, bombs, of, um, freaks of nature.
0: That's what you—that's you, what you like to call these kind of blokes. The, the dreaded syndesmosis, You know, guys can miss two to three months mm-hmm. uh, from these injuries, and and when uh, when guys you know bounce back, it just kind of makes you wonder that there is something about uh, you know an elite athlete, uh, you know, in a Zach Merritt or a Sam Walsh that uh, enables them you know to heal so so quickly and bounce back. Uh I can't wait to to you know get on the couch and um and chuck this massive Anzac Day clash on um in a couple of hours.
2: Mm,
3: Definitely.
0: Good. All right, lads, I think that will wrap up our AFL coverage for this week. Thank you so much uh to the Steam, the Rev. Uh, for joining us from Adelaide, uh, I hope you enjoy uh, this afternoon's matchups. Uh, thank you so much for your insights. I'll, on be, on both. The, I'll be on the couch as well. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good place. It's a good place to be. Um, thank you so much for your insights into the cricket and the AFL and joining us uh, via the via the cam. Um, yeah, enjoy the last day of isolation and, and uh, going back into the real world tomorrow, mate. Cool. thanks, lads. Have
1: a good one. Thanks, Biggie.
0: See you later. Well, Cheer you later. Bye. Bye. Bye and as Michael drops off, uh, we'll get into the NRL and uh, what uh, an enticing few games that we've had so far leading into the two Anzac Day matchups uh, between uh, the, the Chooks and the uh, Dragons at 4 o'clock and the Melbourne Storm and the New Zealand Warriors at 7 o'clock. Uh, but let's review the games that have uh, have. Already been played this round, round seven in the NRL. And uh, the Battle of the Beaches Thursday night, uh, the Cronulla Sharks uh, beat the Manly Sea Eagles 34-22. to 22. This one was 34-0 at halftime. CSC for Talakai may have played the best half of footy I've ever seen uh, <laughs> out of one player. Uh, two tries, three try assists, including one where he, he, he put a little grubber through. Yeah, um, that's all right. uh, a, a bloke of his... Size. He's listed at 100 kilos <laughs> uh, officially. I reckon he's probably a that's buck, his, yeah, that's a that's buck his five. <laughs> yeah, that's his weigh-in. He <laughs> walks around at a buck eight, I, yeah. I reckon. Um, he, he scored or set up every single try in that first half, if you don't mind, uh, to get the Sharks out to a commanding lead. Uh, but then the Sharks, they had a, a quiet second half. Uh, mm. All players, not uh, not just Talakai and Manly, sort well, of came, came he back. He got sin didn't he? Did yeah? Th- I think there might have been a sin in that. He
3: put
4: in the first half and was like, "Yes, yeah, no,
3: no." Uh, it was um, on it the was Manly side. Uh, Hamolo oh yeah, it was Olakwato. that Oluquatu, got sin
1: bin. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, there was. Uh, I do remember. It's hard uh, keeping your mind on top of each sin binning in each yeah, game, <laughs> considering <but that laughs> it tends <laughs> to be one per game. That's right. It was Olakwato who got sin binned in this one. Now, we did mention at the top of the show, uh, the the three or four, a Santa Jersey will be available for game one for the New South Wales Blues with Latrell out with his hamstring tendon issue. Talakai has definitely put his hand up. He's eligible for the Blues. Uh, there was some talk around his eligibility. Definitely confirmed uh, Blues origin eligible. Um, he does have that rare size of... Uh, sorry, that rare combination of size and speed. Uh, you look at a guy mm. of his size, you don't think that he should be able to move as nimbly as he does. Mm. Uh, had been, you know, a second rower and has moved out of the centres and has paid dividends for him and the Sharks. Um, do we see him playing for the Blues this year?
4: Well, he goes up against Contain Stags this week, so nice that's, matchup. That's probably the, the the matchup. We'll have to see. You know, that could be the, the, the addition um, and for, it's for the not, for And it, it's definitely not a two-horse race either no, because no. we
0: saw Stephen Crichton have an absolute blinder awesome. last night. We'll get to him in a second. But CSO for uh, Talakai has been absolutely unreal and pretty good being yeah. uh, Ronaldo Militalo playing on the outside of him as well. He, yeah. he, he got in for two meat pies. Nico Hines has been absolutely Amazing Playing seven, a lot of people thought, oh, well, look, he's been in a good system, you know, he's going to be playing halfback where he hasn't played before. He's going to, you know, there's going to be some teething issues. It's going to take some time for him to become an elite halfback in the NRL. And none of that has come to fruition at all. Uh, Mm. Walks right in, all good. Playing unbelievable, and you know maybe one of the hottest guys in the NRL. I can say that as a <laughs> as a straight man, uh, you can, just love can, the long hair. Can, long can appreciate, yeah, that, that those curls, those locks. Uh, he has been very, <laughs> very good for Cronulla. Now, Manly, um, they did come back in the second half. It was uh, it was one yeah. of those games where there was a strong wind that started pissing down rain in the second half. Yeah. Uh, so there was definitely a scoring end, I believe. Every single yeah. try was at one end I think there was yeah, only yeah. A, a penalty goal
2: mm-hmm. Up
0: at the other end uh, Manly has still been pretty good But I think they uh, Look And and Turbo uh, aside You know does, does does Tommy Turbo being in that side make, make a massive difference Or are Cronulla just that step ahead of them uh, It would be interesting to see moving yeah. forward But, but Cronulla uh, Despite the comeback from Cron- um, from Manly there Looked really really good
2: Yeah Yeah
0: Friday night we uh, saw the Broncos take on the Bulldogs at SunCorp
4: Stadium. Yeah. Now uh, we talked a lot about this game already, but I think the main point there mm. is probably Adam Reynolds. Um, yes, he had an absolute game in this to to put them put like what was a pretty close mm. contest, and then yeah, the last yeah. thirty minutes just put them over the head and they went bang 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 with the tries. Um, and Cobbo got a got a double in that time frame, but yeah, Reynolds basically controlling running them all over the park to to get a win there. So.
0: Two sides there that we probably don't expect to be challenging for the top eight, although the Broncos definitely look uh, a step ahead of the Bulldogs. Uh, Bulldogs, yeah. obviously, with that big caveat of missing a fair few players due to Which the COVID, okay. yeah. Jake Avarillo Aver- and Brent Naden, the most notable of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Reynolds, probably his best game so far um, as a Bronco. Yep. Uh, moving into uh, Saturday's games, the Cowboys... Flogged the Gold Coast Titans 30 to 4. The Cowboys are now four and three. Mm-hmm. They're sitting fifth. They've lost two games uh, to the Bulldogs and who else beat them by a point?
2: Brisbane. Brisbane. Yes,
4: Brisbane. Because they play Brisbane Tice and they're one and one.
0: So they're they're only two points off essentially being six and one. Mm-hmm. Are they a good side or has it been a function of them not going up against many top eight teams? The Chook's the only top eight team that they've played so far and they got belted in that one.
4: Yep. Uh, our thoughts around the Cowboys? Yeah, I think that probably suns, sums it up. They they haven't played anyone above them uh, essentially where they're sitting on the ladder because mm-hmm. um, I think they're seventh and they've only played the no, fi- fifth. Yeah, fifth, yeah. But, yeah, yep. but e- even still, anyone in that eight they haven't played besides the Roosters and like you said, they got belted um, and they've dropped games to guys that are in that bottom section. So I've, the definition of a middle-of-the-pack team. Um, yeah. Got power this week. Uh, we'll have to see which power shows up. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to challenge those big top six squads currently, even though they're in that six now.
0: Yeah, definitely a big litmus test going up against a red-hot Parramatta yeah. next week. Um, but I agree. They've been they've been very good. They've been much better. A lot of us had them kind of being cellar dwellers. Yeah. You know, four, yeah. 14th, 15th. They've been far better than that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a big test for them going up against Parramatta, mm. and kind of the inverse, uh, the Titans, who we may be expected to be the best of the of the of the uh, Queensland teams. have been very disappointing. They're two and five. Well, they have Penrith next week, so I imagine they'll be yeah. two and
4: six. Yeah, they lose to Penrith. They had to play for Federer in the centres in this game too. So yeah, uh, which doesn't <laughs> mean <laughs> <laughs> they're playing guys that are a out of position. They just have no chemistry there. They're trend water at the moment. Yeah. Don't see their futures looking too good. Uh, the Tigers on the other hand mm. After we bagged yeah. them And said would they win A game this year They've <laughs> undefeated currently Yes <laughs> past, past that point that So curse um, Two one point wins uh, In the last minute So uh, And this one to get a, Over the Rabbits So Rabbits and eels Back to back weeks so Pretty handy scalps Aren't they Yes they definitely yeah. are They're they're doing what the Cowboys haven't been doing. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And i will do, of course, get the Dragons next week. So, hotly looking forward to that match. Yeah, we, <laughs> we the Dragons <laughs> lost both games to the Tigers last year. <laughs> so,
0: uh, let's let, – yeah. yeah, look,
4: we'll, we'll cross that bridge <laughs> when it comes. In
0: terms of this game, uh, David Nofulama, Luma, uh, mm-hmm. was very good with two meek pies, 140 run meaners, six tackle bars. But I think the difference mm-hmm. for the Tigers has been Jackson Haston. Hastings coming yeah, into, Hastings that, into that in that side. Uh, missed the first few games. Moved into uh, the seven role with Luke Brooks going to be the five eighth. Uh, he was the Super League man of steel. He's a natural leader, I think. He's got a really mm-hmm. good kicking game. Um, I think. I think he's been a good buy uh, for the Tigers. I, th- I think a lot of people were kind of umming and ahhing about his impact. Uh, you know, would he be able to well, recreate his Super League form? Yeah. Well, he was good at the Roosters.
4: Uh, went to Manly and Trent Barrett didn't think he was a good enough player, so then he mm. went to the Super League. Um, and you see what Trent Barrett's doing with the Bulldogs. Um, so he's now come back to the Tigers and um, he's playing good footy. So yep. uh, he's definitely uh, – he's not a late bloomer, but he's 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 a good player and I think yeah. that he's a good buy there. Um, and, yeah, giving him control of the squad over Luke Brooks seems to have worked really well. Brooksy seems to be one of those guys. He's a little bit quiet,
0: you know. He's he's mm. he's, well, the, he, he's a good footy player, but I don't think he's that natural leader like yeah. Hastings can be.
4: And I think the genius of this is he doesn't have to control and run the game around. Like he's mm. he's now just he's like here. Do a couple of runs, kick when we need you, but it's, it's not on you know, the pressure's off essentially. Yeah, yeah. Let, let Hastings deal with that. So fre- frees Brooksy up a bit. And yeah. it's interesting. And I think that seems to have worked nicely for him. So well, well, fresh brush of fresh air maybe for, for Brooksy there. And a
0: few weeks ago, everyone was very critical well not everyone, but a lot of people were very critical of Madge's decision to you right. know, to to bring uh, Brooksy into the sixth role uh, and Jackson yeah. straight in, uh, uh, into the
4: seventh. The perception I probably think is what what didn't help that because you know you're paying him a million dollars a year and he's just he just redone his contract mm. you know take the option to get paid another million dollars a year uh, and you know you want him to be your 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 halfback your franchise face and mm. then he's like oh well he's gonna play six now but uh, hey whatever whatever wins you games is exactly matters right. and, so.
0: and I think I said that on on the pod I was thinking does it really matter if he's getting a million dollars a year to play seven or six it's just a number
4: you know if it, if it
0: turns out into better results Pre- for perception the perception of media is, beat up is oh yeah. uh, they're two different things aren't they <laughs> yes. which is why you should listen to <laughs> you know Esky. the Esky. that's <laughs> right a few blokes sitting in a basement drinking a few beers rather than the million dollar mainstream media <laughs> yeah, hundreds, hundreds of millions I'm Rab-
4: sure. the rabbits on the other hand without the trolls still you know, probably should have won this game against that, the Tigers. Yeah, They've got yep. a decent enough roster. Yep. Jai Arrow trying to kick field goals probably <laughs> explains where they're at currently <laughs> as a team. That was like bad. Lost their way.
0: Yeah, that choice. that was really bad. I actually uh, I was watching the KO mini of this one after catching the end of the game. So I saw it live. I saw it a few times. And I'd written in the notes uh, one of the worst field goal attempts of all time. Then I watched a Matty John's show last night. And I thought, actually, no, there's been ones that have been far, far worse uh, than, than Jai Arrow. Definitely lost his license uh, to kick field goals in this one. Uh, but yeah, a, a bit of a laugh, uh, at least for the neutral viewer. Mm. South fans be pretty upset, I think, dropping this game. They probably already penciled it in as a win. Uh, South had a very tough start of the season in terms of matchups, you know, going up against some really good sides. Uh, and they probably penciled this one in as a win already and weren't able to deliver. Yep. Um, so yeah, a little bit, a little bit disappointing for Demetrio and uh, his his Latrellus sauce. Uh, but yeah, good on good on the Tigers. And you feel for, you know, that these hapless Tigers fans that have been through the absolute ringer uh, for for the last few seasons. Maybe a little bit of hope there, uh, stringing together back to back wins. Mm.
4: The next two matches, though, ended up being a total of 75 points to eight, for some quick math. We saw <laughs> so good, good quick math there, good quick so math. And we saw a little bit of
0: last year, uh, you know, yeah. with, the, with the blowout, the return of the blowout. We've spoken a lot about this year being a little bit more, uh, you know, equal, a bit, bit more parity amongst the league, uh, but a, a few blowouts yesterday, and it started with the Eels and the Knights.
4: Yeah, and mm. uh, the Eels were definitely fired up after losing to the Tigers the week before so they came out hungry the Knights on the other hand had you know just had all the hoopla with the the back and forth on the 5 year deal with Ponga for the 5 mil so um you know that dig approved Dad had to say sorry the deal was on and off the table and yeah eventually got it done and then um they had to do the press conference which ended up being to me a little bit of a drain wreck. but um yeah it's it wasn't a good Good luck and the Knights just struggling, and um, I've, there's probably other issues at that club currently. But yeah, the Eels turned up and pumped them.
0: Yeah, interesting that press conference uh, with Adam O'Brien. Uh, he didn't say much. I'd, yeah, I don't know if it was so much a train wreck or it's him just showing his, you know, his feelings uh, amongst mm. the the um, the outcome. They've they've lost five in a row. We were kind of saying a few weeks ago, oh, geez, you know, this Newcastle side, everyone thought, you know, it would be a down year for Newcastle. They've gone out and won their first two games. And it t- the halfway through that third game against Penrith, they were, they were, they were beating, you know, the yep. last year's premiers. And then since then, it's just been a bit of a shit show. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it's been a massive distraction, all this Caelan... Ponga Hoopla, we saw last week against the Dragons at halftime. It being reported that the deal was off the table. Yeah, do you think that was media beat up, or do you think that was maybe a play from from Newcastle to you know try to try to get this locked in?
4: Yeah, uh, it all was essentially, and yeah, that, uh, by all accounts, it sounded like Dad was trying to big dick the Newcastle And They're like, well, too bad, <laughs> I'm going to pull the deal off, and then he's like, well, well, hold on, hold on. So,
0: do you think Kalen Ponga is worth well, a million dollars a year? Uh,
4: if the Calum Ponga that played last week and was unreal, yeah, of mm. course, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's you, that's you, what you're. You saw for. that Dragons
0: game. He, yeah. I think he was the best player on on the field in oh, a losing side. Yeah, yeah.
4: definitely, hundred percent.
3: Um, I think it also came out this week that, um, in the chats with Bennett, yeah. uh, Dolphins over the weeks um, preceding all of this, um, Bennett made a comment that, um, Ponga isn't playing as the best fullback, and if he wants to be the best fullback, he needs to come to Dolphins and we'll train him up. Mm -hmm. Apparently, yeah, I guess the speculation is Plumlee doesn't want or need all of that pressure on him. He just wants to play footy, and Mm. so that's probably why he's stuck around with the Knights. Um, Obviously, the money helps. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Still good money. But, I mean, I I guess that comes back to it now that he's got that um, five-year deal, million dollars, like – Where does he go from here? Is he that kind of player that will just sort of sit back, coast through, not really develop into the player that – uh, Bennett reckons he's got potential to be. And and everyone can see it. it naturally, when yeah. he's on, is he's, he's, well, he's a, he's, he's put, a put
0: legitimate superstar, but he just hasn't it. developed that consistency, has he? Well, yeah. put him in but a I
4: Queensland mean, side squad and it's very different. I think mm. there's other yeah. issues at Newcastle. It's yeah. not just yeah. Boggart. No, yeah, you've locked Pogger yeah. in for five years. You probably need to get him some help uh, at this point. Very true. Yeah. Um, you've got some pieces there probably to build around, but... Uh, like Frizzell, um is an example, but yeah, you yeah you're gonna need a, a bit extra to get the best out of those boys. Give them the platforms they need to succeed.
3: That's it. But I mean, talk or not, when Wayne Bennett says that he can unlock your full potential and make you one of the best players in the mm-hmm. NRL. You probably want to listen to that. No. <laughs> you yeah. probably want to go to the. You yeah, got to listen to the Godfather.
0: Little, come on. Well, I don't know. You'd also don't know let, what else is happening. I'd take a million dollars a year to stay <laughs> yeah. to, to stay <laughs> where I am. Yeah, um, yeah interesting. And now all, all of that speculation is removed. It's a five-year deal, so so Ponga will be a Newcastle night until twenty twenty-seven. And um, so that leaves you know all the other speculation around who the Dolphins going to throw money at uh, around sort of Cameron Munster, Reese Walsh kind yeah. of chat.
4: They're, they're, mm. they're the two on the list. Um, Wayne's got to get, get something. We talked about it last week. He needs to get something. Um, we were we were talking
0: about you know out of these three, Ponga, Munster, Walsh. We thought they'll get at least one yeah. and possibly oh, yeah. two. So now one's off the table in Ponger. Ponga. Uh, you know, do they throw the house at at Munster um, and and don't worry about Walsh, or do they they try and get both? It'll be interesting moving forward. Yeah, definitely. In terms of the game itself, uh, Tom Opicic, uh well, he was a late know, out, yeah. so they moved Dylan Brown into the centres. He's quite good defensively for a six, so he held his own there against Dane Gagai and uh, and Jacob Arthur, um, son of Brad, uh, played the played the six role. Osiah uh, Papali'i, who we saw come, um, come on leaps and bounds last year, mm-hmm. um, he he was really good. Uh, 68 minutes, 147 run metres, 31 tackles, six tackle busts, two meat pies. Yep. The Knights have five losses on the trot. They go uh, they play Melbourne next week and then at the Cowboys. So they are staring down the barrel of two and seven.
4: Uh, So then the last game that's been played is uh, the Penrith Panthers took on the Raiders last night and smashed them at home. Uh, 21 rins on the trot at home for them. Their last loss at home was 2019 to the Raiders. To the Raiders, yeah. So interesting there. Uh, Nathan Cleary was good. Crichton got a hat trick. Uh, The Raiders were, you know, they they were more disciplined in this game uh, Mm. than they had been in the past. Um, But then the last 30 minutes kind of just, they fell apart and... Mm. um, Penrith put him to the sword. Uh, so, you know, uh, the Raiders kind of lost their way, I think. Um, uh, we, I mentioned the note there Savage played on the wing. Uh, had an absolute hmm. dismal game on the wing because he, he's a true fullback. Uh, but the interesting thing is they put Nicol Kloster on the bench and played Rapana at one, and then Savage in the wing. It just it makes no sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> like play Savage in national one, see what he's got, and then Rapana on the bench. And then if it's not working out, bring Nicol Kloster on. Uh, uh, I don't know. Ricky's lost the point at this point.
0: Interesting. Well, it's hard to criticise someone who's won, you know, premierships. Was one of the true best, he, best, like best he's, players he's, in the he'll late eighties and early nineties. He's a Raiders
4: legend, so he's of got course. the job for life, of course. But yeah, but it, it was a head scratcher.
0: It was yeah, def, it was a definite
4: head scratcher. Too, too many head scratches for the Raiders. I think's the issue. Hmm. But
0: again, for what it's worth, a, a bloke that's played fuck all rugby league and, uh, <laughs> you know, a questionable brain on it too. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. But it's you, clear uh, to see. You can see well, the, yeah. the opinion. And, right? and my thought, yeah. I think CNK is still an elite player. The cool. way I would have it is like they did last year. But why is he
4: on the bench if that's the case? Like, that's that's well, the that, question. And that's, you that's you what, what I'm saying. It, I would so. have
0: CNK in the one, Rapana on yeah. his natural wing position, mm-hmm. and play Savage, blood him as a 14, and see what impact he can yeah. have you know, at the end of the game. He had a Barry Crocker. He got barely involved. 39 mm. run Manders uh, I think, uh, missed tackles and errors actually put him in negatives for fantasy points. Yeah. Take that as you will. Um, but, yeah, yeah he, he, he had a stinker. And oh,
4: the, the Raiders overall had a stinker in this too. They, they mm. played very much into the style that Penrith really liked. They did a lot of one-out stuff and just got belted. Mm. Um, mm. You know, at one point, I you know, I, I would have thought they'd uh, – would have realised, like, hey, let's change the hands, let's just go wide because, you know, Savage, like, I use him as an example here, did not get any ball on the wing. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. All his all his um, involvements were from running it out from the back end. They didn't – the wing has literally got no ball on the sidelines because they just didn't spread it. They were one or two outs and then they got creamed. Like, it's, yeah, it was a dismal game for the Raiders. And credit where credit's due. Oh, Penrith's too good. penrith are <laughs> – if you are going to play Penrith like that, they will pump you exactly. <laughs> they like, hey, will right. happily uh, smash you into the ground and grind you out. Like it's Nathan
0: Cleary back to his interlating best after missing the first few games and Ben, oh, mate. Yeah, I'll say it quite by his standards, perhaps in in, in his comeback games. Uh, he had one hundred and eleven run meters, four tackle busts, two try assists, kicking game, brilliant as usual. Um, Stephen Crichton, we've got to talk about him hat we spoke earlier about uh, Talakai's unbelievable first half against uh, against Manly. Uh, Stephen Crichton has been in that New South Wales Origin squad, just hasn't made his debut yet. Uh, again, where do we see this one going forward? Tony Staggs is the other name that, that comes to mind. Um, Crichton, I think the, the best thing that he has going for him, he's, he's been in the squad and when... Six and seven, yeah, uh, are blokes that mm. that you just play. Six with Six and seven, <laughs> you're and gonna have <laughs> half of the Penrith probably playing for yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, well. yeah, six and seven, <laughs> thirteen will be Isaiah Yo, and Brian. To- oh, still to come back, he yeah. could be playing inside uh, a bloke that that he's got a lot of chemistry with already. I worry about
4: Isaiah Yo too. He got a head clash in this, and they didn't pick up on it, and he went back in trying to get in the Raiders defensive line before realizing where he uh-huh. was and turn around. Yeah. And, but they didn't pick Jeez. it up, and just let him play on, and he's like, he came back, but yeah, it was it was I like, was in a very incidental. Head knock, but you just see that it just for a second, just turn the lights off, and he's just yeah, like, "Where right am I?" The... And then back he goes. But yeah, uh, I do worry about him long term. Uh, but he's elite as a, as so a ball like player. So. Yeah,
0: ball playing thirteen. Yeah. Uh, he has come along leaps and bounds. Mm. Um, yeah, I actually didn't see too much of that. Because I was I was watching um, more mm. the um, the AFL. Last night, um, that
4: you is did yourself a favour. Let's be honest. Yeah, no,
0: I think actually, as well, we look at the timing of the games. I just think I just tend to tend to miss this one. I did catch the highlights, um, today. Yeah, look, Penrith are very, very good. The the Raiders, um, yeah, and and maybe it comes down to. You know, does Ricky know uh, what what his best seventeen looks like? Uh, they've got a lot of work to do. Yep. What yeah. about the Panthers crowd busting out the Viking clap? They did do it last year. You think? They, you think it's disrespectful, or do you think it's funny?
4: Uh, probably funny. Yeah, I'll also say better, there's plenty of niggle between the Raiders and, and the Panthers. Yeah, they've, they've got they've some. They've got a bit of, of a rivalry yeah, there, they don't they? Not sure how where that comes from or how far back it goes, but obviously... Well, we did see...
0: Um, it's probably from like, was the
4: Raiders' run to the grand final in the following year as well when the Penrith made their run. They had some niggle and... Get well, games and there, and so. wasn't it
0: uh, Luai and Crichton, I think, that, that were celebrating with yeah. The, uh, Tarpanay? Yeah, up, yeah, that, that last, was last year. Last, last year, one, so, yeah. so maybe a bit of that you know involved. There's definitely a bit of uh, mm. you know back and forth. We saw uh, a little bit of a scuffle at the end of this one as well. Yeah. Maybe it goes right back, you know, we saw Penrith and, <laughs> and the Raiders, you know, it's like it's full circle, them being the elite sides in the late 80s, 80s. and early 90s. Yeah, uh, so, so maybe, mm. I don't, who knows, you know, maybe it goes right back to that. Uh, but No love loss. Let's no love that. loss, no. definitely. Luai after the game did say, though, it's all on the field, you know, yeah. the, uh, outside of it, they, they respect each other, yep. um, you know, and he actually commended the toughness of the Raiders. But, yeah, the scoreboard, it was very one-sided, uh, mm. Penrith, you know, much like in the in the AFL, where we've got a clear side, um, you know that that's top of the table that hasn't lost. Uh, the Penrith Panthers doing that in mm-hmm. the NRL. Uh, put in your diary, Magic Round, Round Ten, Penrith versus Melbourne, Saturday night. That's uh, three weeks away. Yeah. So that, that grand that, final that, preview. That's that will about. be in <laughs> We did say it last
4: year. Who knows? It didn't happen. But it didn't happen. But it, it, went, the, it went close. They are the
0: two clear cut best sides in the NRL. Right, definitely.
4: Yeah. So Anzac Day, do you want to give a quick quick thoughts? Dragons up against the Roosters. Yeah, uh, Dragons probably go ahead and smash the Roosters. Mm. I imagine <laughs> uh, be, be an easy That's walk in the park against right? a. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly against a lacklustre <laughs>
0: club. Of course, I'm being facetious. Uh, we do have the, um, the the classic Anzac Day matchup starting in two hours between uh, the Saints and the Chooks. Chooks have won the last three, and then before that, it was really tit for tat. Uh, I was mm-hmm. going through. Uh, the old ANZAC Day Cup uh, on on the old yeah. Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and it was really you know it's a competitive, back and battle. forth. Yeah, there, well, there was. How about this? 2015, 2016, 2017, Every one of those games was decided by less than two points. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Been a little bit more one one way traffic in the last few years. Uh, you know, with the, with the trucks getting getting the bickies. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing with the trucks is they've been good, but I don't know if we've quite seen them
4: play to their full potential. They're still working to Mm. it, yeah. Yeah. Which is scary. It it, it is very scary. (laughs) So I'd be worried as a Dragons fan. Yeah, I'm cautiously (laughs) optimistic, (laughs) but uh,
0: there might be a few expletives and, uh, you know... Old slipper throws at the TV yeah, uh, this uh, afternoon. I don't actually own yeah. a slipper. Maybe something <laughs> else <laughs> get thrown
4: at the, at the TV. Yeah. Uh, the other big news during the week was Tarek Sims did sign with Melbourne to go there next year. They tried to work out an immediate release, um, but by all accounts mm. that hasn't happened, mm. and they've done the media release that to make it official that he is going to Melbourne. So it sounds like he will go there next year, uh, which is a bit of a big loss Um for the Dragons, he's an Origin is, player. Yeah, look, it is
0: a big loss.
4: First, Tyson Frazell, now Sims.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that's two very good second rowers uh, to to leave the club. Oh, yeah. But this, I kind of saw it as a win because, wow. Uh, <laughs> well, all, <laughs> <laughs> all yep, explain this one. Nah, <laughs> no, I don't see it as a win. As in Sims, as in Sims leaving. All the rumours were that Sims Sims was gone. They yeah. couldn't afford to throw money at him next year. Um, and then during the week, uh, you know, You're too busy paying everyone else overs. So possibly, possibly, <laughs> but, but but talking, you know, talking to some insiders, you know, my uncle, the WhatsApp yeah. chat. Uh, all reports were that, uh, that 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 Saints would be losing Tarek Sims mid-season. You know that that uh, he was, mm. you know, that immediate release clause was going to get signed. At least we've we've got him now till the, till the end of the year, and. Hopefully, whatever salary cap dramas are going on uh, can be rectified. Well, I, I, I look, maybe calling it a win is not perhaps the, the best terminology. Um, yeah. Damage clarity con- is what you've got. So yeah, you can damage, see con- uh, damage control. You know, yeah. he's but he's not going. I, right I guarantee
4: now. it. Every every round the Dragons lose, Melbourne are on the blow and be like, you don't really need him. Just send him to us. <laughs>
0: yeah, and and in and in which hook and the management uh, over over at the dragons there to say, fuck off. <laughs> he's staying, he's staying. Uh interesting little tidbit uh, I found courtesy of the Maddie Johns show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Storm have only ever signed two Incumbent Origin players Xavier Coates that yep. we saw um, early this year, and a little bit of a, a throwback back to Mick Crocker, the ranger uh, Ranga, uh that, that, that they picked up from the Roosters. It's very unlike uh, the Storm to go after um, yeah, they uh, de- other players. They they, they're very these. big on developing their own, yeah. or, or,
4: or or finding a guy undervalued, yeah, and picking the them up. We've seen
0: yeah. a lot of um, Queensland Cup guys, you know, then monitor through their feeder clubs yeah. and and pick them up, and then they come out and they're absolute weapon. Yeah. So that that is interesting. Uh, it's only the third player in, in Melbourne's decorated history um, that is actually a um, an incumbent Origin player to go join them. Yep. Now this game, uh, let's let's not talk about the Storm until uh, you know five minutes time when we talk about them I in mean, the Warriors. <laughs> uh, this game this afternoon, Anzac Day Cup. Uh, Dragons and Roosters Monks Can you bring up the odds Mm -hmm. Obviously we're two Dragons fans here Possibly a little bit biased Sean as the neutral Is there any chance Do you think that they (laughs) Stick it to the Roosters No
4: you're not too confident (laughs) 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 Not at all yeah. The Tigers like. winning games The Dragons are now You guys better be Shitting themselves About yeah. that spoon uh, As long as those dog- uh, but will dogs keep that's, losing right, games? that's
0: right I did say a few weeks ago Thank God for the Tigers Thank God for the dogs <laughs> They've, they've <laughs> been uh, uh, You know Making me feel a lot better About uh, not, not I th- Getting think if spoon. they lose
4: this And if they lose it by 30 points They'll be second last
0: Yeah, yeah, we were sitting... Still better than the last. (laughs) That's right, there was... (laughs) One game ahead of the dog. There there is a bunch of teams that um, have won two games, uh, and of them, St George did have the worst points differential. Yes. Uh, So we'll see what happens. Last year, Anzac Day was pretty one-sided. to the Chooks. Um, We saw uh, Sammy Walker getting getting targeted, uh, but it didn't matter. The 18-year-old, he won... Um, the the uh, man of the match in that one. Um, mm. Look, maybe I've got my red and white glasses on. I'm just hoping that we kind of see this slow starting. Roosters side, we saw them sl- start very slow against the Warriors. We've seen a few games where they haven't really put 80 minutes together. That's what mm. I'm hoping for, um, and I'm hoping uh, that the Dragons just just mm. make it a a, um, uh, a good entertaining game for the neutral viewer down the pub On Anzac Day Or wherever you are This is when You know You might be a few more scooby more deep And you, you want to <laughs> see Some good footy um, Monks The odds If you wouldn't mind On this one I think the Dragons Are yep. rank outsiders uh, $4 $4.50 $4. Yeah more yes
3: like. So i just quickly touch On that points difference So um, Dragons are on Negative 57 Raiders are on Negative 82 mm-hmm. um, So Do your quick maths On that yeah. What happened? was that? Keep going. All right. In terms of odds, um, dragons are outside a dollar twenty. Uh, four dollars twenty-five. Mm. Roosters are favourites. A dollar twenty-two. We have a line of twelve and a half. They cover that. They cover. That. <laughs> Put
0: the wife and kids on it. They cover it. <laughs>
3: it a nice close game for the neutral. Yeah,
0: thirty-six
4: to yeah. six. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, so final match, Storm Mm. Warriors. Warriors have lost the last 11 against the Storm. Bromish brothers are back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Storm by a lot. Yeah, I imagine Again, they're, they're the, the Storm uh,
0: continue uh, this hapless run for the Warriors. Uh, it's it's interesting now that this has become a fixture on Anzac Day. I really like it becoming a fixture on Anzac Day. Yeah, you've got to have the Kiwis playing. That's right. Anzac it's it's yeah. Anzac Day for a reason. Uh, you Outside know, Australia, just, Zealand, yeah. Um, yeah. Army Corps. Uh, so really good to see the Warriors involved um, as a staple now on Anzac Day. And the Storm traditionally... A lot of New Zealand-born players. Um, you know, we talk about those Bromwich boys coming back. Uh, but if you look through the the history of the Melbourne Storm, a plethora of uh, New Zealand-based players in that side today. Jerome Hughes. Um, you know, mm. uh, Kafusi. Um, yeah, a, a lot of a lot of Kiwi players. I think that's probably where um, you know the the. the um, uh, the friendliness sort of ends between the two clubs. Uh, I think the Storm uh, win this game by a fair bit, uh, although the Warriors haven't haven't been as bad,
4: perhaps as as some. Storm, may. Storm are paying a dollar ten. Yeah, and I, th- I <laughs> think <that laughs> I don't know. That, that was my guess. I yeah. think that's don't fair. Think yes. I think <laughs> yeah. Well, what was it, James?
3: Yeah, Storm $1.10. <laughs> yeah. Warriors are out at $7. dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah. you got to
0: think the Warriors are 3-3. Three and three. A lot of us had them. Uh, They're way know. better with Sean Johnson and the squad. So. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. So, again, let's hope that it's amicable. Uh, and, again, I've got my red and white glasses on. I kind of, as a true neutral viewer, looking at this one, you kind of think Jesus Storm definitely uh, go into this game as strong favourites. Uh, what's mm. the line? That might... It might be interesting. Were the, they giving them 12, 14 points? 19 19, yeah, <laughs> right. I don't know if anyone wants to have a little Ricky Ponting on that. Uh, mm. 19 and a half. Uh, let's That's hope for the neutral viewer uh, that, it,
3: that it stays amicable. Yeah. Yep. Do you like seeing these head-to-heads or would you rather start seeing some internationals come back into play?
0: Uh, no, I I really do like that the head to head. It's been quite some time since we um saw it the Australia
4: Well when New was the last time Australia and New Zealand had a test?
0: Well COVID. COVID yeah. we haven't seen Before any COVID, international yeah. football for quite some time. Um but yeah, it used to be the staple fixture was was mm-hmm. um, Australia and New Zealand, often on the Friday night and often followed by other other games as well. Yeah. Um yeah, well I, geez I wouldn't mind wouldn't mind saying it
4: again. Wouldn't uh, mind some international football at some point. That's considering <laughs> they can the World Cup, etc., etc. Well, et cetera, et cetera. well so. that's the big
0: caveat at the moment. Uh, is it a COVID thing? Is it the state of International Rugby League at the moment? Um, mm. Is it a bit of, you know...
4: Well, the, they delayed that World Cup to... Fuck no.
0: Remember last year when... We
4: it, had no idea. It was a and then it this
0: it, year or is the next? Well, it was meant to be in England and Australia said no, we're not going. Yeah. Big Dick Valanders was like, No, no, we're gonna have it here. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's and, all like, No. <laughs> and then all the other, you know, small Pacific Island nations that have been really holding their own uh, of late are yep. like, No, well Australia's not going, we're not fucking going. <laughs> and it's just been an absolute shit show. It's another yeah. thing that COVID's really, you know, yeah. sport, poured a bit of uh Got a date bit there, of spice a bit of spice on. Um, yep. But, yeah, um, I I, for, I can't remember was
3: some, uh, an international game yeah. of rugby league in the COVID era. No, yeah. So it looks like it will be held in England 15th of October through to the 19th of November. This year? This year. There you go. Yeah. So it was delayed, postponed by one year. one, one year,
0: yeah. So that's going to be the same time if it goes ahead. The same time as the uh, T20, T20 World, World, Cup World Cup is on down here. So we'll have
3: some... And uh, allegedly that Australian versus India test has <laughs> <it's>
2: been
0: unconfirmed. <laughs> very, that was very unconfirmed.
3: Very unconfirmed.
0: <laughs> Bold move. Bold move, monkey. Let's see how it <laughs> pays off. Uh, that wraps up our coverage of the NRL.
4: Yes, and I think uh, we might need to pause there and do a restart of the stream. It's just not working real great. So uh, give us five minutes and join us back for part two in a minute. Part two coming Part two. up. I'll go f- for a wee wee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a good, quick wee break for everyone.
3: All right. See you soon. Five minute intermission. And
0: we're back. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. A little technical difficulty there with the old internet. Uh, somebody in the middle has been downloading some illegal movies. Uh, <laughs> short films, if you will. Short films. They're going to the Cannes Film film Festival. There's, there's independent. Yeah, yeah independent. Yeah. yeah, Late night SBS kind of stuff. Low, low, budget, low budget. Low budget. <laughs> yeah, very low budget. It's all grainy. It's all grainy. The camera's moving all around the place. Bouncing, if you will. <laughs> uh, okay, speaking of bouncing, uh, we're going to uh, look at dribbling. Uh, <laughs> the you did the yeah. NBA, thank you, thank you. The NBA playoffs, <laughs> NBA playoffs are uh, right into the thick of these first round matchups. Mm-hmm. Some kind of going as expected. Uh, some, mm-hmm. you know, a few spanners in the works. Mm-hmm. Let's start in the East. Uh, we've got the uh, first seed Heat taking on the eighth seed. Hawks, 3-1, three, 3-1, one, three, one. so no white wash for the Heat. Jimmy Buckets has been very, very good. He had 45 in game two, 34 today. Uh, and Ice Trey has been cold for the wrong reasons. Uh, we saw him uh, be very good in the play-in t- uh, to get the Hawks into that eighth spot, uh, but just can't buy a trick at the moment. But they're still alive, they're still alive. Uh, do we think the Heat are the best team in the East? I'm going to say no. No, uh, I they're, good. They're, they're good. They're good. Don't get me wrong, they're good. They're Jimmy
4: Bucket's, uh, you know, scoring big points. Been, but, yeah. been
0: very good. Bam bio's elite. Tyler Hero's been been good from the perimeter. Yep. Probably want to see a bit more out uh, of Duncan Robinson, considering the contract that he got given. Uh, we do know how lethal he can be from the perimeter, shooting the three ball. Uh, but no, I think they are the number one seed. I don't think they're the best team in the East. I don't think many people think they're the best team in the East, which is interesting given uh, that they finish on top. Uh, I think the Celtics, uh, the Bucks and the 76ers have all got good reason to, prop, uh, you know, to perhaps put their name forward as the best team in the East And speaking of mm. The Celtics They're three zip up Against the Brooklyn Nets uh, we, we spoke about it last week In that mm. This one was going to be a weird one in the seventh seed. Uh, would be kind of odds on with the second seed, yeah. given the
4: talent at Brooklyn. Yeah, we've got one of the best pairings. So
0: One of, one of the best basketball players of all time in, mm-hmm. in the Durantula, in KD, in the easy money sli- yeah. sniper, the Slim Reaper. He's
4: been a bit bit, bit <laughs> quiet, though. No, there hasn't been
0: easy money for him. It's been tough. Yeah. It's been tough against the best defensive team in the NBA mm-hmm. uh, and defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. Uh, was announced this week The point guard from the yeah. Boston Celtics Max, if you wouldn't mind uh, Bringing up the, the winners of the defensive player of the year It's been a very long time since a guard has won the award It's all Fair. been about the big men Rudy Gobert has won a bunch of them uh, In, in yeah. recent memory uh, But it's been all big men before then as well hasn't it When was the last time a guard won the defensive player of the year?
3: Yeah, yeah, so last time a guard uh, and true point guard at that has won um, defensive player, was back in 1995-1996 season, Gary Payton mm-hmm. um, for the Seattle Supersonics. Mm, yeah, um, that's right. The, yeah. The current Thunder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, and then I bef- think
4: he presented the award to, to Smart as well. Uh,
3: okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, only true point guard there. And then before him, uh, shooting guard Michael Jordan won it in 87-88. Yep. So, Jordan won it twice, did he? Um, or is that a
0: season? Or is it, was that a season?
3: No, that was a season, sorry. Yeah, there yeah so he hasn't won it season. twice. So one. Yeah, The only won it once. Yeah, uh, so it's
0: definitely been a big man's award since then. Um, a lot yeah. of people thought Rudy Gobert might get it again for the for a fourth, fourth? fourth time. Yeah. He has won three of them. Um, I, I I don't mind it. I don't mind it. We've se- and we've seen it play out in front of our eyes. This uh, this Boston team being able to shut down some of the best pure scorers uh, in in the NBA, mm. um, so so maybe you know they they um, they're playing uh, in a, in a way that supports the decision uh, to give Marcus Smart the Defensive Player of the Year. Let's talk mm. about this series, okay? KD's been off, Kyrie's mm-hmm. been off, Bruce Brown, who uh, you know probably not a big name twelve months ago, then bringing him in. Uh, He's been been very good, Uh, a shining light, really, uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, who have been lacklustre. All credit to Boston. Uh, You know, we we spoke about them uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, Jason Tatum is is coming along, leaps and bounds. I think we saw Paul Pierce, Uh, the truth. He said he said that Jason Tatum uh, might be usurping Kevin Durant as the purest <laughs> scorer in the NBA. Maybe that is a little bit of hyperbole. Yeah. Uh, maybe he had his green goggles on, if you will, <laughs> yeah. uh, from the former NBA champion Paul Pierce. But look, it's not that far from the truth. I don't think. Um, I don't. I don't agree with the statement, but I do think Jason Tatum is continually to show. Um, how good he is as, as, a, as a pure scorer. Um, and I think he will continue to get better and better. Um, we're seeing a Boston Celtics side here that has got... Everything uh, that that you would look at in a championship side, you know, and an elite mm. scoring small forward, mm. and an elite uh, def- defensively based uh, point guard in Marcus Smart, Al Orf- Al Horford. Um, you know, people saying he's too old, he's he's not going to have the ability to, to play at that high level that he used to. I think he's mm. been really good um, mm. for them um, in, in the in the paint, and and even even scoring. We saw one of the games. I think uh, Horford put on. On twenty plus, um, so the Celtics really looking good, and a lot, a lot of talk around Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, <laughs> yeah. watch—we've been talking about it all season.
4: Yeah, well, they, they got to this point now. They're three and zero, and then uh, I think we said it last week: is Ben going to have to come out and be the savior and all that stuff? So, uh, but hey, it sounds like he's woken up with some back soreness. His back still not great. Um, yeah. So he's yeah, not so, not going to be back. Yeah, he was uh, meant
3: to be back for game four. Yes. Is that what the early reports were? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah. So back
4: within a week and they were targeting game four. Well, the reports yeah. were he's going
0: to be back at the end of the season and then the reports were he's going to be back <laughs> for the playoffs and then the reports were he's going to be back for game four. Now, apparently yeah. he does have a herniated disc. Um, you know, that, 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 that's a pretty um, severe yeah, con, kind, of <laughs> kind of injury. Um, I, I think, and we spoke about it last episode or the episode before, the thing that Ben Simmons doesn't, do to help his case Mm -hmm. is to really show that I'm with the team kind of team first personality persona Mm. that you'd want to see, especially as an Australian fan following basketball. He's there in the $20,000 kits and the, And the, the very uh, bright kit, sitting next bright, to everyone else. The, yeah, I did team colours. I saw a good meme <laughs> saying it, Ben Simmons doing his best to distract the other team from the bench with his with his bright kit. <laughs> yeah. um, it,
4: well, it's it's just really character in the cut scene, So Yeah, yeah
2: it,
1: yeah, it has
0: just been really hard to get around the bloke, and we've seen him get absolutely torched today yeah. on social media and the like. Uh, you know, and and from some some big names in in analytics as well. Um, I think Reggie Miller had a crack. Yeah. I think Kendrick Perkins had a crack online um, at at Ben Simmons and uh, and the public obviously have made their their points pretty clear. Um, I think his last Instagram post was uh, from from uh, last year, quite some time over six months ago, and all of it is from today. You know, you you start your week, yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah um, th- the rest of it. Well,
4: he didn't leave Philly in in good states, and and people, you know, under kind of, he's got the flog tag, so he's kind of stuck with it, and he's just what what we've talked about some of the other guys doing. He hasn't been able to get out there and you know quiet the naysayers by putting putting up uh, excellent game performances. Mm. So he's yeah, he's an easy target for yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. So. Um, not to mention that uh, KD and Kyrie have, you know, been struggling themselves, um, mm, yeah. but it's easier to, to, to bag on Ben Simmons. Um,
3: yep. so, anyway. At this point, if you're the Nets, you just shut him down for the season. I was. Well, it's one game, potentially. So it might not be his choice. <laughs> so, that's right.
0: I, I think it's going to be the, the Boston Celtics' choice, and the way that they've yes. been playing, uh, possibly, uh, you know, it won't be up to the Nets. Uh, they True. they are at home, I suppose. They will be at the Barclays Center to try to to swing this series back, but pretty hard to come back from three zip down. The Celtics are a good. Well-rounded basketball team. Um, I think they get the job done. uh, What are we? No, the day after tomorrow. Uh, A a funny little bit out of this one. Ime Udoka is the head coach of the Boston Celtics. He's been doing very well. Not a big name in the coaching arena. Uh, And Mm. and Charles Barkley, our favorite Chuck. Uh, and I think it was in Game Two at halftime. Uh, obviously, not one to pronounce names very well. Um, you know, we've seen him struggle with Giannis <laughs> and Pedekumpo. Uh, he just didn't even. Man try. After my own heart.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sean. <laughs> Charles Barkley, similar. Same level. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Simi- similar level, level well, struggling to talk, of, yeah. uh, of analytics. You can join and, us too, perhaps. If uh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely after a few beers, uh, <laughs> indeed. Uh, but I liked it. He just wore this one. He didn't even, even try with imei o He just called him Ime Okidoki <laughs> <laughs> And Shaq was laughing. He was saying, just call him Okie-Dokey. And he said, yes, uh, I'm not even going to try. He just called him uh, Okie-Dokey. Uh, That's too so, so I think it is one of the best, uh, um, Products that you get Out of the NBA It's the back well, and, Back and forth Between between yeah. Chuck and Shaq well, they, they did
4: He did the rounds as well He was talking about Taking on big men mm. And it's like the, the big men And you, you know you, you get to feel their bodies And yeah, Shaq from, from <laughs> loses it On the other end of the They're table They're
0: banging Banging you from behind <laughs> Check out that one If you haven't seen oh, Chuck talking about Getting banged from behind oh. And really
3: feeling the body that's And it. Shaq loses it That's that's what those Independent He's films like, come You come were on. downloading before <laughs> Were weren't they <laughs> Yeah That
2: was
0: that was a slow slow download that hurt our uh, our stream. Was these uh these foreign language films, but it's actually just Charles Barkley and
3: Shaquille O'Neal. Uh,
4: Charles doesn't help himself; <laughs> he's got good comedic timing as well. Like his timing knows, is his good.
3: His so timing is really good. So. Really good and anyway. Those two a good value. Yeah. Um, I suppose calling the Nets season done. Uh, probably the one highlight for their season, Patty Mills won the um sportsmanship award. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, in the honors this week? Um, couldn't get a better black. Yeah, that's it. Uh, only the second international player oh. um, to win that as well. So following, following, uh, Deng.
0: Oh, uh, big Lu, uh, little Deng. Yeah, Sudanese, Sudanese, Sudanese. Uh, born. Yeah, um, formerly um, of the Chicago Bulls, uh, amongst yeah. a few other sides. Mm-hmm. Patty Mills. I think his role, if if Ben Simmons stays with the Nets moving forward, just to mentor, make sure that he's in yeah. a good place mm. mentally, and try to help shape his resurgence as an NBA. Yeah, well, he plays a lot less star. minutes
4: when Kyrie's in the team, so of course. You know, his yeah. role's definitely. Been and he hasn't business, been so.
0: too bad off the bench. Um, yeah. You know, he's nailed a few threes. We saw him actually have a bit of a stinky form uh, mm. in in the back end of the season, uh, but absolute legend mm. um, of Australian basketball. Um, and, yeah, I uh, couldn't think of a better bloke to take out that award.
4: What's happening in the rest of the East? Yeah, yeah
0: so the Bucks lead the Bulls uh, three games to one in the uh, Battle of Third and Sixth. Uh, can you chase up Chris Middleton? Um, MCL, I believe, could be gone for the season. I think it's going to be maybe dependent on how far the Bucks can go. Yeah. Uh, we have seen Giannis being Giannis. Um, you know, okay. all the talk around the MVP has been around the two big men in, in the Joker and in, in Bede. and bead And Yana's still saying, uh, guys, uh, I'm pretty fucking good <laughs> at basketball. Uh, it, it seems, well, I don't want to say single-handedly, but played a huge role in the Bucks, uh, you know, breaking their long drought last year uh, and bringing that championship to Milwaukee. Uh, he has been very, very good. Will they be able to do it without, um, you know, their – their shooting guard in Chris Middleton, who can be really deadly from the perimeter. Monks, sh- any, sh-
4: any news? Got the news? They should get past the Bulls, is what I was going to say. Well, with, the, three- with the 3-1, the they've got the lead. They shouldn't fall apart from there with, with Giannis and that and, team. So. And next
0: game, they will go back to, um, Home. Back to Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
2: Any, any long-term issues? outlooks? Is, a, is it's, mm. it's always
0: hard chasing yeah. up the injuries in the NBA. They seem to be less transparent than a lot of um, <laughs> leagues around the world. Uh, obviously, here in Australia, we we get really good news in in our domestic leagues. Yeah, uh, the NFL tends to be pretty good. The, the NBA tends to be a bit secretive. I don't know if that's a function of it being you know so well. D- five guys. so well, it's so <laughs> dependent. It's so yeah. dependent on, on on one dude. Um, it yeah. is MCL
4: confirmed, left yep, knee. Left
3: knee. Um, so it looks like he's going to miss out the first round of finals uh, against the Bulls. Yeah, so he'll miss the
4: rest of this series. The and then of the the
0: series I think that's times. confirmed. Yeah. And then what that say? Reevaluated in two weeks. Yep.
4: So minimum two weeks and then after the look at it, then. Interesting.
0: Um, MCL, yeah. normally, you know, good to go in four to six weeks. If the Bucks go to you know, the conference finals or, or the finals, you'd imagine Chris Middleton probably able to come back. So uh,
4: Knee injuries for basketball players is the w- last thing you want. So.
0: That is true. That is true. Um, again, you know, no doctors here. <laughs> Who knows? We saw we saw Giannis have that horrible hyperextension last year and we <laughs> well, thought, oh, geez. He's yeah. done. Yeah. yeah, and then, oh, you know. But he's a freak. He's, he's, super he's, 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 super he's a Greek so. freak for a reason. Uh, the, 40s, uh, <laughs> the 76ers, <laughs> the fourth place 76ers are leading the fifth place uh, Toronto Raptors, 3-1. They, they three to one.
4: The 49ers for the number 4 and 7, so they they still are the, the 76ers. The Adelaide 36ers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, the Philadelphia... Thir- <laughs> the 76ers. The Philadelphia 76ers uh, currently lead the Toronto Raptors 3-1 at time of recording. Embiid. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, who do you tell to stop bitching? This was uh, one of the opposition... Uh, co- the
4: coach. Of the Raptors? Yep. Yep. Uh, Story? Um, uh, context? He, uh, well, they were winning. I think it was the main thing. They were winning the game and I think the coach was getting all up in the ref's grill, complaining about everything and he's just walking past and goes, stop bitching.
0: Joel Embiid. If Joel Embiid tells you to stop bitching, you stop bitching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bloke needs uh, thumb surgery, which uh, is scheduled for the end of the season. Uh, again, probably not going to be a fine at injuries um, in the NBA, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, uh, it's, but he's still it's obviously not... Good. Yeah, it's obviously not... It's not even too him too, too, much, too much. yeah. yeah.
4: Uh, and they've been good with Harden back in the squad. They've yeah been killing the Raptors easy.
0: 76ers, uh, you'd think, go through there. So looking back at it, um, the East has kind of been a little, a little bit more cut and dry than the West. Celtics have a commanding lead against the Nets, and then the other three are 3-1 leads to the Bucks, 76ers, and Heat. I imagine next week, uh, barring some kind of miracle... We are talking about the Heat, Celtics, Bucks, and 76ers remaining in the East.
4: Yep. All we'll four seeds go through. Mm.
0: In the West, not so cut and dry, uh, especially given today's events. Yep. Uh, yeah. The first seed, Phoenix Suns, taking on the eighth seed, New Orleans Pelicans. We spoke about the play-in last week, mm-hmm. saying, oh, you know, it is nice to see this cutthroat basketball. You know, maybe it's a ploy by the NBA to get this interest around the games. Is it just going to lead to this eighth team going in and getting absolutely fucking hammered well, by the Phoenix Suns? we they would against the Suns. Hasn't happened. Hasn't happened. Well, well caveat. <laughs> caveat. <laughs> caveat. Devin Booker, uh, we saw how good he was last well, he's, year. He's missed
4: the last two games,
0: hasn't he? Hamstring strain and expected to miss two, two to three, two to three. three weeks. Yeah. Uh, Sitting so, on the sideline. So game one and game two. Game two is when he got hurt, so he missed most of Game two, mm-hmm. um, and we're we're looking at two apiece piece here, yep. tied up um, with with a Bookerless uh, Suns taking on the mm-hmm. Pelicans. It is interesting because most people thought this would be an absolute Whitewash. walkover yeah. uh, for the team mm-hmm. that had the best record in or the whole it, whole them? NBA. Monks, uh, can you bring up uh, Devin Booker? Whatever you can find when we are expecting him back, they will go back to the desert for Game Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, advantage Suns there. Uh, but but shout out to the Pels. No one expected yeah. so them some nuggets be able from to do
4: this. What we are watching there, they've they were very physical. Um, they really were getting into the the Suns players, and I don't think they were happy with a lot of that. Um, so interesting to see how that goes. And also there's plenty of highlights of Zion in the warm-up, shooting baskets, doing dunks. So though he's shut down for the season, I think he's still very much actively mm. trying to proposition for a chance to get back into that squad. Because, um, mm. hey, without Booker and you put Zion back in there, it's a very, very competitive series. I'll have to see how it goes from there.
0: And we'd we, we love to talk about big threes in, in the NBA. I think uh, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, uh, uh, since he's come over from Portland, and uh, Jonas Valanciunas have been able to maybe establish themselves as as a big three. Uh, both of, all, all three of them being very good today. Ingram had 30. Big uh, JV, 26 points, 15 boards. And uh, CJ McCollum has been a regular contributor
4: for the Pels. This is intriguing definitely and it's, it's all to mm. play for now so um yeah Booker won't be back for this series um you know he fist, fist bumped a baby and then pulled his hamstring. That's just how it goes, <laughs> I guess. What happened, what happened with the, the fist bumping a baby? Normal, normally uh, you meant to shake hands and kiss babies. So
0: that, um, that, that's, that's what I thought it you meant was to just do. An, it was just
4: another meme. Three-point chance on the on the sideline. He threw it up and, you know, fade faded backwards, slid across on the ground and ended up uh, right next to the front row, of course, and there was a dude there sitting there holding his baby. He was probably, <laughs> you know, like 18 months, maybe that kind of age. And, yeah, just grabbed the baby's hand and pulled it over like in a f- closed fist and uh, Booker fist bumped it. So, yeah. pretty. That's pretty cool. It doesn't, that doesn't mean, you, you know, you fist bump a baby and you pull your hamstring, but it kind of happened in the, in the same game. But anyway. That's
0: yeah. cool. I, I wish I got fist bumped by Dennis. Uh, Dennis. <laughs> Devin, <laughs> Devin Booker. The beers are definitely starting to show. Uh, I wish I got fist bumped by... Um, a, a, an NBA superstar uh, as an eighteen-month-old. Yeah, you get uh, fist bump by other things, but anyway, <laughs> settle. <laughs> 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 uh, amongst any I Any said pumped,
4: not bumped. Like, keep going.
0: Fist pumped, fist wow. bumped uh, <laughs> don't <laughs> both too well. any, any no. news, are, news on. Um, board.
3: Yeah, any no, news? just um, I guess with today's game, they I obviously on had the power board.
0: got got a blowout. Continue,
2: continue. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah obviously he was out for today's game. Uh no news as to when he'll be back yet. Um or whether he'll be out for game uh, 5. I think 2
4: or 3 weeks he's mm. yeah he won't play in this I think season. Think it's
3: has gone for game 5. It's yeah. going yeah
4: be
0: interesting. They have still got the locks of CP3, DeAndre Tatum, Jake Crowder. Yeah.
4: Cuz they got talent yeah. but it just shows kind of where Booker is in that squad and how I guess he's integral well, he's their to their, strat- to their strategy player, yeah. and to, to yeah. how their their formations etc so mm. yeah they've had to reevaluate and Recess without him out there
0: uh, The third-seeded Warriors lead the uh, six-seeded uh, Denver Nuggets 3-1 Nugs did win to avoid The sweep, this has been the only game in the West, oh, The only series in the West where it's Kind of gone to script um, We've seen uh, Jokic being, being fired up in a few games Getting in foul trouble And, uh, and being, you know, hard On his sleeve, if you will uh, I think I've put it down as a question mark, but I think it's more of a statement now that there, there's three Splash Brothers now uh, at the Warriors with Jordan Poole, uh really joining. I, I've loved seeing
4: the the cold takes this week on Jordan Paul of like uh, worst rough pick of all time and things like that. People, Shit coming thing. at the bottom, mate. <laughs> eh? yeah, 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 definitely. Love there'll be, the cold there'll be none of that from this show in <laughs> no, the no. future, <laughs> that's for sure. No, he's
0: good, he's good. <laughs> He he's actually been so good that uh, they've been they've been running Steph Curry off the bench a few times. Yeah. What do you think? Is that just is that just mind games from Steve Kerr? Or I can't really see. They're the so
4: far in front of the Nuggets. The Nuggets, uh, I think, them, they really miss Murray um, over mm-hmm. there as well. And he has been on social saying, "I'd love to be out there, but of course, know, yeah." Um, they they miss that kind of uh, shooter uh, to support the big man. Um, so the Warriors are doing it, and they've. I don't want to say they're coasting, but they're managing. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you Curry, you're up 3 1 in this series. You, you need Curry for later, <laughs> the next upcoming series. Um, you're trying to push the win the whole thing. So, if you can save a couple of minutes here and there. You yeah, probably, well,
0: in those games, yeah. he's played like sort of 20 to 25 minutes mm-hmm. and still been elite, like, like yeah, putting yeah. up a point a minute yeah. kind of shit. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, Steve Kerr knows a thing or two about basketball that <laughs> yes, no, we exactly. know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, And now maybe into two of the more enticing series um, in in the uh, first round of the playoffs. The Grizz, the Memphis Grizzlies, they're tied with the Minnesota Timberwolves. uh, That's second seed versus seventh seed, two apiece. Big Desmond Mm. Bain. uh, Jar's been a a touch quiet, I suppose, but Desmond Bain stepped up big for the Grizz. I think he had 34 points the other night. Uh, You know, have to make the joke. I was... I was born in the dark. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's been he's been ice cold uh, for the Grizzlies and the big three. They've been pretty good uh, operating for the Wolves uh, in KAT. Anthony was D'Angelo Russell. Is this the funnest series of the playoffs so far?
4: Well, the comebacks have made it really interesting. One Definitely. point games, yeah, exactly. yeah. So yeah. 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 yeah, Matt. Yeah, Matt, no, Matt you know, buzzer, okay. buzzer beaters. Do they have a twenty point run in the twenty point run in the last game to, yeah. to get back in there and mm. win that? Like that's. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, that's wolves, good. Buzz.
0: Yeah, the wolves shit the bed <laughs> one one game. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. I think this might might have might be the funnest series mm-hmm. uh, so far. Two apiece. So uh, you know, at least going to game six. Mm-hmm. We'll keep an eye on that one, and maybe equally as fun has been the Dallas Mavericks without Luca taking on the Utah Jazz. Two apiece. Four versus five. Max, mm-hmm. can you see how Luca's going? Yeah, we'd well, over we to know when Luca's back. Do we expect him back? And uh, and what what are our
4: thoughts around this series? Uh, hard to say. I don't think either of these teams will kind of challenge the others.
0: No, no, you can't. Yeah, you can't imagine. I can't imagine them. No, uh, a
4: Luca Mavs maybe. Yeah. Like, you know, like they they're playing really good basketball. Add Luca back, and you're like, yeah, they could probably tr- trouble some of the other ones. Mm. But um, I'd say out of that list, like Warriors are probably going to win the West. Um, and get get in there. Like it's, it's a, um, I, I worry about the Suns currently without Booker. Like they yeah. need they need to one win this series and then two, you know, Booker back. But outside of that, like the, you know, the Warriors I think would beat the Glizzies, the Timberwolves, the Mavs and the Jazz. So.
0: Yeah. And hard to argue argue against that. Uh Luca was actually back uh, yesterday. Yep. there you yeah. go. Yeah. We go. <laughs> there you go. He had he had thirty uh thirty points, ten boards uh in a one point loss yeah. to Dallas. Yeah. Mm. Missed that one. Oops. <laughs> 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 Good to uh, have back. Yes. We'll see
4: see if they can get over the jazz. Yeah. I don't see the jazz like if the jazz win I don't see them troubling it. Whereas you see the Mavs, they uh not to not to shit all over the jazz, but the 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 Luca factor just adds something to the, to them that um you know the jazz just lack. Indeed. Mm. All right. Well, um, we've got the
0: first round of the NBA playoffs starting to take shape. Uh, like we spoke about, the East uh, is definitely looking like uh, we'll see Heat, Celtics, Bucks, 76ers, 1 through 4 go through. The West, who knows? It's going to be an interesting week of basketball.
2: Yep. Mm.
0: On to the Let's NFL. It's draft week, but before we get into a little bit of draft Go chat through the news, let's talk. Some,
4: some of it leads up to the draft chat, anyway, Yeah, let's
0: so. talk through the news. Obviously, each move that each team uh, plays kind of factors into what you're expecting to happen in the draft.
3: Yeah, yep.
4: Let's stick with the two Browns news to start with. Mm. Uh, so, um, Denzel Ward gets paid uh, highest paid corner in the league, I believe, five year, one hundred and five mil. Extension mm. uh, seventy three million of that I think was guaranteed, so you got the highest guaranteed money um, out of a
0: cornerback in yeah. in the NFL, yeah. which is interesting yeah. because if I was to ask you who the you know, premier three
4: cornerbacks mm-hmm. in the NFL mm-hmm. at present.
0: Probably Denzel Ward's name doesn't come up.
4: Is that fair? Uh, analytically wise, you don't like the PFF grades. I think he was third in the last couple of years. Okay. Um, Ramsey's two, and I can't remember who one was. Um, or Ramsey was one, and the, they've gone back and forth and one and two. Well, consensus, I can't, I can't consensus
0: would be Jalen Ramsey is the best corner yes. in, in yes. the league, and then maybe Daylight.
4: Two-year Two-year JC Jackson's Who's been Very, yeah, very good. good Yeah Very good of yeah, like So like like As a comparison Ramsey gets all the spotlight mm. And Jackson gets none So Like he, he's a name That not a lot of people Know about mm. um, There's definitely Some other good corners you pay good money for But yeah Denzel Ward's Definitely young Yeah That's That's his first contract Off his rookie deal I yep. believe So mm. yeah Like he's getting paid That's I think it's worth it there So yeah That's good to see So uh, i, I yeah, maybe you can't say he's in the top three. He's definitely top five in my opinion. You can probably work around that, and he's been really good for them.
0: Monks, you've got the um, um, actual data there for the biggest deals. Two's a bit uh, surprising he there. He, got he's
4: looking at trying to find the rankings on the, uh You need their overall grades.
0: Oh, for PFF? Yeah. Yeah, good luck. Good luck interpreting that yeah. as well.
4: Seabrook says PFF grade. Can you click on that? Right in the middle of the screen. Right where the camera is. Up. Up, up, up! Yes, no, 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 the grey bit. <laughs> don't worry about it. Oh no, that means grades. Yeah, you can't click that. So that's their uh, their grade. That's their oh. breakdown. I need yep. the overall. Um, yeah, because I know from what I remember seeing that. Yeah, I don't know if that's right. It wasn't right. So. Late uh, listening this year, I can imagine. Yes. Uh, <laughs> either way, he gets paid lots. Um, the other Browns news uh, was there's an official investigation going to be kicked off uh, for <laughs> Hugh Jackson's <laughs> comment on "I was paid to lose games on purpose" mm. uh, from the 2016 and 2017 series. They only won one game in that span. Um, so be interesting to see what comes out. Very hard to prove, uh, but they there will be an official investigation into that. Heard nothing more about the what was happening in Washington. Of course, with their uh, saving of money, but yeah, it seems like there's a few things happening around in the background for those background backdoor deals. No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> um, backdoor deals. <laughs> yeah, Backroom deals is
3: what I was after. Um, <coughs> more <coughs> independent films. <laughs> yeah, 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 downloaded. Yeah,
4: independent. Uh, yeah, in the back rooms through the back door. Now, so late night SBS. Um, yeah, so the NFL's probably well known for uh, backdoor deals, the backroom <laughs> deals, uh, you know, secret squirrel business. Um, so I don't think they've proven anything here. Anyway, moving uh, forward. Yes, so trade talks probably the big thing heading into mm-hmm. the draft, mm-hmm. unless you got something there you want to say, Jimmy. Uh,
3: I'm just going to say, yeah. Uh, uh, Cleveland Brown News Apparently Baker Mayfield Had a statue Unveiled for him At Oklahoma Oh yes he did I
4: And did it's it. terrible uh, It looks oh, nothing man. like him <laughs> <That> <laughs> it, It's, it's a Ronaldo
3: statues so. Nah it's worse than Ronaldo <laughs> <laughs> It's
4: less ugly Than the Ronaldo one yeah. The Ronaldo
3: yeah. one's
0: yeah. like It's like He his eyes up so Yeah you're it. like That's one of the best Looking blokes of all time <laughs> he, did, And did, you made know him he, look Like an absolute <laughs> mentor Yeah he The dude that actually yeah, Made Harry that Made the Ronaldo
4: one He did remake it Actually made a good one Like he remade it And made it
3: That's that's bad. that's bad. That looks that, nothing like Baker Mayfield. That looks like Baker Mayfield at the end of his NFL career.
0: Oh, no, I, that looks like
3: Baker Mayfield at the end of his life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that looks like a corpse. Yeah. Jesus anyway, Christ. Bad. A wide receiver corpse, if yeah. you will. Bad, bad.
2: <laughs>
4: bad trophy there. Uh, <laughs> so no news on Baker gleaning into the draft. Um, no, no so big draft news, news is probably with wide receivers. Mm. Uh, so Debo official with his hol- holdout. Wants um, they requested a trade as well. Uh, He wants to be a true wide receiver, um, probably considering how much wide receivers get paid at the moment versus uh, running backs. So he's like, I want it to be true. Um, Do you think
0: that that's what it comes down to?
4: Well, his agent is also the same agent as... um, AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, uh, yeah. both who are also uh, potentially going to hold out and need big contracts, so uh, I'd say yes. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the difference between like 10 mil a year and 20, so mm-hmm. um, for a young fellow. And, and at, at the moment,
0: you probably have him as a as a true hybrid as well. Exactly. I, I he, like,
4: he's the first wide
0: receiver to request a trade so he gets less touches. Uh, yeah, true, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I was looking at the stats and I was like, like in my head, I was like, "Oh, he's he's an elite wide receiver. Surely yeah. his receiving numbers back it up. He has more rushing touchdowns in the NFL than he has receiving yeah. touchdowns. The yard, he's been a bit of a yard. Um, oh, he's big. Yeah, yak, he, he gets he gets he gets the yak um, receiving, but yeah, in terms of in terms of where he scores, he scores more often from mm. the backfield than out lined up out wide, yeah. which is mm. which is insane. Yep. Um, where do we
4: send see
0: him?" Ending up
4: well, the list we got there's Jets, Colts, uh, Saints, and Packers. Mm. Um, mm. So of course Packers, they probably need a wide receiver, but you know what the Packers are like—they'd uh, probably <laughs> rather trade for Jimmy G at this point. All, uh, the, all, the, all <laughs> the
0: Packers <laughs> chat I've heard is that they're going to draft two, three wide receivers, maybe like they, maybe they, three they wide should. receivers. They should, but you know what they do—they'll
4: they, they'll draft they, defensive player and make Randall Cobb wide receiver number one. So yeah,
2: possibly, <laughs> possibly.
4: <laughs> um, we'll, we'll get. To, we'll That's see what it. that what happens um, when we get to the draft in a couple of days. Uh, the Jets probably a good one. They wanted Tyreek Hill. Uh, couldn't yeah. get the deal done there. Colts can probably add one because T.Y. Hilton's. They're just monitoring him. Saints have got Mike Thomas beat up, uh, and the Packers, of course, would need wide receivers. Mm. Um, there had been chat about uh, the Jimmy G and Tebow um, package deal. Uh, uh, and uh, a team like the Saints potentially might be interested in that. There's a there's a few that could look at that package deal. Jimmy G's of course rehabbing a shoulder, but mm. hey. uh, Debo's a talent, and with the way wide receiver market is, yeah. And um, the probably some more question marks on this draft class for wide receivers. Yep. Um, yeah, potentially you know you get a known commodity and you spend your first rounder on Debo this year instead of um, doing that, but. Uh, mm. That's It'd be an
3: interesting, interesting one. Yeah, that's what the Jets are. Uh, I think the rumours are they'll throw their number 10 pick. Yeah, mm. really? Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh,
4: so then uh, Tooney, who went to uh, the Giants last year and mm-hmm. started off injured and then played really well towards the back end of the year, uh, they want to move him on. Um, the. Ho- I think the problem is they've got the highest paid wide receiver room for the least amount of touchdowns last year. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. they've, I think, a reallocation of assets there, and um, they probably don't need as many wide receivers. So yeah, well, we
0: saw Kenny Golday get a big contract uh, to join them from Detroit. Yeah. Uh, probably wasn't able to deliver. Yeah, um, and much. then Sterling Shepard as We're well got, there, got, yeah. got paid pretty well. Yeah, so also hurt. So. Yes, yeah, so Kadarius, it's Tony, isn't it? Tony is Tony. Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Kadarius. Big Darius. Big KT. KT. Big, big there's
3: KT. KT. Actually, KT. There's Actually, there's, only, there's one, only one O there. Two. <laughs> That's like when the crowd goes on, <laughs> on someone that, whose name uh, sounds uh, like that. But uh,
4: any, I think uh, of the smaller wide receivers, I liked him more and more last year than I did the receiver class this year for the, the, the smaller movement kind of guys. There was one game where
0: he went. Yeah, it! Like, yeah he had like 11 he, catches he heaps he of yak scored yeah. a, scored a touchdown um, he is
4: talented like he would definitely played uh, as well if not better than kyle Pitts at florida like they were they were you know one and two they mm-hmm. were excellent there so he's talented um some team will probably want to pick him up um and probably you know won't have to flick a first to switch a first considering he's the first round pick last mm-hmm. year um uh, he'll end up yeah, probably maybe second or third. They'll do a cheap deal because they know the Giants want to move him. Final draft news uh, zero chance of Kyler getting traded. Um, I think that's probably pretty evident. He's not been happy. So I think there's been some chat from his camp. They mm-hmm. haven't done enough to support him, Rady radar. But then you think of all the guys they've signed and added draft talent and um, drafted talent and then also so signed defensive talent. Um, you think that maybe that doesn't make sense. He's like, Dronjo Hopkins, AJ Brown, mm. JJ Watt, like, mm. I don't know. He's just not happy. I think it's where he it is. And he gets a lot of the criticism for their, yeah. their losses. That's um, a big,
0: big point, isn't it? So, well, uh, what do you He played think? half the
4: year last year without Hopkins. So, it's yeah. not going to help <laughs> yeah. your chances.
0: What do you think ends up happening? It's, it's all, no, it's all yeah. noise. Yeah, I think
4: he'll stay put. And, yeah. um, the cards won't want to move him. Because, um, for what, what, uh, well, for what was paid for Watson, what was paid for Wilson, you'd probably say Kyler's younger than both and just as electric uh, yep. would be more. So, yeah, I don't think any team's keen on that currently.
0: And, of course, we have uh, one of the biggest dates in the NFL calendar coming up. Yes, Thursday yes. night, US Friday morning, our time. Uh, me and Sean will be going live
4: to cover...
2: Head to uh, head. Cover <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. uh, the first we'll have a ring and we'll
0: fight it The first round? The yeah, fir- we'll do the fir- fir- well, first
4: Friday's first round. Saturday's second. So, so that's, we'll what,
0: do the what, that's what we did last year. Yeah, uh, we'll hung around for... The first round, uh, a bit of an NFL draft companion, if you will. Yes, yes, um. It, it was fun doing it last year, watching mm-hmm. you know a few surprises coming through live, uh, seeing a lot of guy, you know, a lot of picks going as um, expected. Sean's been mm-hmm. uh, studying it like 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 it's, like it's his HSC, <laughs> like it's his final exam
4: ever. I studied for this more than the H- HSC.
0: <laughs> Went my, my, <laughs> school alone. Like, come on, bro. It was football, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so hopefully we'll have some good insights. So please do uh, f- consider joining us live Friday morning in Australia, Thursday night in the States mm. to uh, follow the 2022 mm. NFL draft. Monk, you got to be working upstairs. Is that is that the case? Well, we might yep. get some visits from James. Let's put it. Yeah, like. yep.
3: might do a cameo here or there, but yeah, a little. Yep. A little beer run, we'll maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> Food run. There you go. Get a little
0: bell. We'll get a little <laughs> bell down here. It'll, it'll be, you know, the, when the bell comes through, the, the pick is in. You know, the eighth pick is That's in. It. Ding ding ding! <laughs> and you're running a slice of pizza and a stubby down down, yep. down to the boys. Uh, but that, yep. that that'll that'll be fun. Um, obviously, uh, a, a quarterback light
4: draft. Yeah, We're so, so like some high level thoughts. Uh, so you can remember, last year was a smaller class because the COVID-affected guys got extra eligibility, so they stayed a year. So this year mm. is a very large class because you essentially get two years' worth of talent. Yeah, sure. The problem with that is I think in the comparison between this year's class and last year's, um, almost across the board, I'd say the position classes, and I'm talking the top 50 pro, pro, um, prospects, you know, the first rounders, last year's were a lot better. And that's probably because they were the talented guys that knew, hey, I don't need to go back for another year. I'm going to come out. Because, um, yeah, I look at the quarterbacks, Wide receivers, running backs, I will think last year's were better. Mm. Um, the guards and you know, inside linemen, probably a push. Uh, the tackles, I thought there was more left tackle potentials last year than I do this year. But then I think the like um, Neil and Icky could probably be um, you know, even brighter stars than last year's ones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then it's very light on afterwards. Uh, defensively, I think cornerbacks were better last year outside of Source. Source is the only one I'd really kind of tackle in the first. Um, there's more safety capability here but i don't think i'd really want to target them linebackers there's there's no michael parsons let's put it that way Yeah, okay. uh, there's no one kind of that elite kind of talent there's a few guys like dean there that are good uh but if you're really looking for something in the first round you got to go after the edge you know, after yeah. the the pass rushes uh, I, I think if if i had to pick a position that i thought this year is better than last year it'd be the edge yeah, and, sure the, sure. and the and you know, the even the DTs like jordan davis there mm. he's going to be um you know, the comparison you want to get there is a Vince Wilfock. Wolf, you want him to be that big nose tackle that just eats up um, all the blocks and helps out your edge guys. So that's what my target would be. Um, I think it'd be quite interesting. I can't really put a finger on who I think would be first as a really? number one guy.
0: So Aiden Hutchinson is maybe doing the rounds as the number one guy. You yeah. think that
4: might be l- not 100% happening? So, so my initial thoughts are purely because of the Jags. How many first round defensive linemen have they they take in, uh, and it but hasn't really done. worked out for them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and if I think of the history, it's like, well, one, do I help out Trevor Lawrence? They've got Cam Robinson, so I think maybe Icky, because mm-hmm. I think he could be a great tackle, but I think he could be an elite guard. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I'd move him inside, uh, and that helps out Trevor. Um, uh, but do you spend a first-round pick on a guard? Probably not.
0: Uh, and then I think of a number one overall pick on a guard. Yeah, exactly. has that ever happened?
4: I don't think. I think Quilty Nelson's. I think the one's gone three, and Nelson's yeah. the, the latest one. He went five. So yep.
0: yeah, I, I doubt it's ever yeah. happened.
4: And then I think uh, for the Jags, where did I get our most value for? Is like, hey, when I picked, when we picked Jalen Ramsey, that's where we changed it. So maybe mm. Sauce makes sense as one. Yeah, corner. Yeah, because I, I think he's, he's he'd go. If he de- if he doesn't go one, um, I think Detroit should probably take Hutchinson because I, li- I like the the Michigan the Michigan and Detroit home, your hometown home, the home connection, connection there. Connection, yeah. He is he is very good. Um, I do question some of his things, but then I look at the comparisons between the Belsa brothers and the Watt brothers, and I'm like they're comparable, so oh, he, he, he might be better. Yeah, like he's he's definitely talented. Um, uh, I just have questions maybe about his length um, and how that will transition to be a like a four three end because mm. um, that's what he would play. But the other like, again the Paris and the Boxy brothers, they've done it. So um yeah, he's films he's got all the production, he's films great. So if, if they go one two then Source has to go to Tennis. Like um has to go to the Texans. he has to yep. go to Houston. Yep. So at three. Like that that that's that's my quick top three. Um I I think if I'm the Jags, I think of how can I best help Trevor Lawrence, uh which probably means wide receiver, there's pro. Probably not a guy of uh, good enough there. Mm, um, mm. If Wilson hadn't gotten uh, – not Wilson. Uh, uh, Williamson hadn't got injured, maybe I could think about it. But since he did, he um, slides down. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. Running backs aren't good enough to pick one and they picked n last year. So, yeah, I think get offensive line help, fill up that middle would be my pr- most pressing need if I want Trevor Lawrence to be as good as he could possibly be and then – Fill out the defence elsewhere.
0: Regardless, we will be live here uh, Friday morning. Uh, Sean obviously has some expert um, opinion uh, and we will follow it as it all unfolds. Uh, what's going to happen? with Jacksonville with that number one pick. Yeah. Uh, dribble,
4: uh, expert opinion. Yeah, pretty close. Like, anyway.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: they're, they're not far removed, the old dribble and expert opinion, I must say. Depends on what side of the brain it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> left and right. There <laughs> we go. No, A bit of biology <laughs> chat there for you. Uh, the left and right. One's analytical, one's, uh, you know. More creative. Creative, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Um, let's go over to the round ball in the UK. Um. Some horrible news uh, yeah, to kick us off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. coming out this sad. week, um, Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo um, lost uh, um, a baby son, uh, twins. Uh, mm-hmm. So the girl, the girl survived, and um, and the boy sadly passed. I think the 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 silver lining that we saw, the the really nice, classy thing that we saw. This week was, um, you know, standing ovations, um, mm-hmm. you know, b- behind enemy lines um, at Anfield and um, and at the Emirates uh, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the Liverpool and the Arsenal fans, um, you know, really paying their respects and being very classy in the way that they went about it. In the Liverpool game, Ronaldo didn't play. United got hammered 4-0. Yep. Ronaldo was back for the Arsenal game. Um, and United uh, also really outclassed in that one, 3-1. Um, can't imagine what it is like to, to lose, um, you know, a, a child. Um, but I suppose the, the nice thing um, that, that, that we saw was, was thousands upon thousands of people from rival clubs um, yeah. showing a lot of class and, yeah, a, lot um, of and a lot of respect um, to, to Cristiano
4: and his yeah. family. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent agree. So if we turn uh, uh, our eyes now to the table, I don't give a fuck about the top bit. Let's go down to the bottom and talk about Everton.
0: <laughs> you want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> go to the bottom first because, again, that we we always talk about the the race for fourth. It it is it is quite spicy with um with United playing yeah. pretty garbage and yeah. Tottenham giving up a few <laughs> points as well. Everton are in danger. <laughs> Of well, of being they, relegated they are in
4: that spot. Of course, losing to Liverpool and Burnley, getting a win over Southampton during the week um, has bumped them up in that spot. So, yeah, I think they've still a game in hand. Everton, are they on um, uh, thirty-two?
0: Yes, no, doing? I do have it here. Yes, yeah, so Yes, yeah, so they've got a uh, a game in hand uh, over Watford and Norwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Watford and Norwich, put a line through them, they're done. They're done. That will age horribly, but... They're done. Seven points difference between Everton and Watford. Uh, Game in hand, Everton have uh, over Burnley, who sit two points ahead of them, uh, followed by Leeds United and Aston Villa. We've spoken about it all year. Everton haven't uh, been in second division of football since the 1950s. Second longest tenured club in the Premier League, and uh, the, the
4: versions of it that came beforehand um it's starting to look a bit dire well that we've looked at their run home it is tough mm. Burnley not so much and they've yeah. picked up a couple of wins as well to put us yeah. in, in this conversation so my yeah. thoughts it's happened, it's yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: well to touch on that we have talked to it uh talked about to death so next next matchup for Burnley is Watford next matchup for Everton is Chelsea yeah. <laughs> It's massive
0: it's <laughs> Massive yeah, isn't it Massive oh ma- yeah. Massive yeah. matchups there yeah,
4: If Burnley don't fumble the bag Coming out of this They They should stay And Everton Yeah we'll, we'll struggle against those bigger squads And yeah, Potentially That'll be Them done In uh, The top grade For a season If they work their way back in
0: Let's go back up to the top of the table. Um, (laughs) So we saw Liverpool put four on United. City didn't drop uh, their game either. So still one point separates uh, first and second.
4: Yeah, Liverpool did the job Mm. this morning.
0: Chelsea have a game in hand with 65 points in third. They are still no danger of being caught. Uh, The interesting battle is for that fourth position. Arsenal, uh, you know, getting that big win uh, at home over United. Um, United. (laughs) United <laughs> in the northern English accent. Uh and Tottenham, uh they they couldn't get over a red hot Brentford. Uh, I think I sent uh you boys um yeah, the last five games or, or six games, Brentford have been very, very good. Um and and they're no they're no joke at the moment. you all good there, Sean oh
4: uh, yeah, I was just clicking I clicked the button and then it started having an easy fit. So uh, anyway.
0: The technology, eh? Yeah. Hey? Um, So interesting to see who will uh, take out that fourth spot. Uh, Arsenal have cemented a two-point lead over Tottenham uh, and then United and West Ham still in the conversation Mm. there. UFC (laughs) slash boxing. Uh, We we saw Tyson Fury. I think it ends up being
4: mostly boxing news with a little bit of UFC thrown sprinkled in there. Uh,
0: Tyson Fury? Baddest man on the planet. Yeah, you
4: catch ah, this? Yeah, I saw the the, the uppercut from hell. Yeah. Um, definitely clean shot. Knocked him knocked out white and put him put him out. So yeah, he retains all these belts. He's got really no clear contender now, otherwise than the you know whether Joshua can keep that track to come back into this. Um, so hey, that's why Francis got into the ring afterwards, and they and what did he say? Did a bit of a promo, and they're like, yeah, let's figure out who. Uh, is the the baddest motherfucker on the planet. So sure, got surely that that's
0: all pre planned um, kind of stuff. Is set in stone? Yeah, I
4: think so. I'm not sure if UC would be super happy about releasing Nangana. Unless they is he get, contract, get a little is bit he
0: contracted does Yeah. Do, do, so. do they have power to. over yes. Francis Ningano? Yes,
4: they've got he's got a fight contract with them. So okay. um, which they wouldn't allow him to then go and compete in another league so like you know, they essentially cover themselves so he can't compete in bellator but boxing of course a little bit different mm. they allowed mcgregor to do the the floyd mayweather mm-hmm. uh, fight of course because they got part of the promotional um you know they got got a good good fucking money out of it so and
0: that's maybe what might happen with francis <sighs> you yeah, that's that's, um, you, know, that's the guy. you know passing on co- some
3: kind of cut to dana and yeah. the ufc yes yeah wow. francis
4: gets paid ufc gets paid and i think everyone be happy, is it? Yeah. Don't I need mean, to
3: just, just do what he did last time. Just give someone else the interim heavyweight belt. <laughs> yeah. Make Francis come back and win it again. He likes <laughs> an interim, he <laughs> does love an interim.
4: Yeah. There's also that potentially. So yeah, anyway,
0: it it would be nice to see Francis get um you know his bag. Obviously, uh, a lot of conjecture around fighter pay in the UFC. Yep. Uh, you know when when you are the baddest man in the planet in terms of a UFC. Uh, standpoint where we've mm. seen Francis come through and dominate the heavyweight division uh, in recent times and given his upbringing and, you know, the the Joe Rogan episode yeah, where he, story. he outlines, you know, trying to get into Europe on multiple occasions crossing through the Sahara and getting mm. caught and mm. sent back and, you know, the rest of it and growing up working in salt mines and on the <laughs> shovel and, and to see him have this meteoric uh Rise in in the UFC, you can't. Some part of me kind of is rooting for Francis to actually get paid in terms of you know fuck you money, yeah, and and, and, and being able to do whatever he wants for the rest of his life. Uh, given given that really hard road uh, that that he faced to being, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the, one of the baddest men on the planet. In terms of the actual matchup itself, could Francis? Bother Tyson Fury or no
4: chance? Uh, no chance. From a boxing standpoint, yeah, probably no chance. Um, Tyson's just... We already, he already is the, the most complete boxer, and the comparison is, yeah. you know, Francis is going to have the power of... Um, like Wilder did, but so, and you saw how that ended. So, yeah, I don't think it's... I course, of course don't, he'll have a pound, pound um you'll have a puncher's chance of course sure. um mm. you know being as big as he is uh, and he is bigger than um I think he's heavier than uh He's, heavy. he's yeah, so, he yeah he, al- he won't be bigger than Tyson of course.
0: no Tyson Fury's 6 foot 9 mm. he's uh, you know starting to get his name thrown around in yeah. arguably the best heavyweight boxer of all time, yeah. you know. Mm. Uh, again, recency bias for us we we didn't see the likes of Ali, yeah. we didn't yeah. see a George Foreman in his prime, we didn't see a Mike Tyson in his prime.
4: Yeah, or well, the back end of his True. career, unfortunately. But yeah. yeah.
0: So, so you know, maybe that is all kind of conjecture yeah. at, at at this point in time. But the Gypsy clothes. King's yeah.
4: putting his name forward. Yeah, definitely. And he's he's beaten beaten them all. Beat the the former kind of potentially goat as well. And Clisco hold it held that belt for a decade. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's just doing the same, doing his work and we'll have to see how it goes. His stories are like late too as well. Like the winning it and then disappearing for a couple of years and then coming back and then
0: struggled with alcoholism and and personal demons and and quite reminiscent of mike tyson in that you know was was this elite presence in the ring and then just this really checkered kind of um life outside of the ring as well and and i think that kind of resonates with a lot of a lot of people as well to to see someone on the elite stage that's that battles mm. these personal demons as well. Mm. Uh, so an- that that kind of plays into the storyline yeah, of of yeah. the Gypsy King. Yeah,
4: so to answer the question. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Um hopefully yeah. it happens, uh but I would give Tyson Fury a decent head start uh, yeah. on the yeah. on the odds for that one.
0: And 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 maybe an interesting comparison, obviously completely different size blokes, but do you remember when Conor McGregor got given uh Floyd Mayweather and everyone said this is like this is stupidity. There's no Chance on hell that this will be a mm. close uh match up in, in in the boxing ring. Now not to not to say that that uh Floyd Mayweather ever looked in danger in that fight, but Connor held his own. He didn't get embarrassed. That mm. might be uh what Francis needs to do if he gets his fight is just to go in there and hold his own and not get embarrassed.
4: Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, well that's that's the goal. Like if he can last ten rounds, like yeah. Oh. That's then, then well done, well yeah, exactly. well done. Going going up against. There's one plenty th- of other boxes yeah. that haven't last ten rounds with Tyson Fury. So Indeed. Yeah. Um. There's interesting in the comment there. You had that uh, he wasn't real keen on the Joshua fight. Um. He's hoping to retire as this only the second ever heavyweight champion uh, to retire undefeated. Yeah, I think because he was the stat there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess yeah. Rumors after the fight was that Fury doesn't really believe he needs to chase. Um, that belt, um, well, the other belts—they're the all—they're belts.
4: all—they're all, yeah, they're all, um, yeah. Uh, wrapped up with the, the Joshua Sagua of yeah. losing them, winning them back. Situation. Yeah, um, and there's the other name as well,
0: Rocky Marciano, that we didn't mention before,
4: undefeated,
0: undefeated, undefeated. Um, and and Tyson, uh, you know, could could be the the second person to ever do that.
3: Yeah, that's it. Second um, heavyweight, I should say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I guess for him, he's done everything he needs to. Do. He's happy just leaving it there, protecting that legacy. Um. Yeah. So yeah, is probably just having those so exhibition so fights, exactly, without expi- getting too hurt. <laughs> yeah, the <they're>
4: exhibition <laughs> fights, which then you know, might not have directly reflect on his record and that, so it doesn't hurt his legacy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah, I'd uh, love to see it. See how it goes. And into some F1,
0: yeah, boys. F- After a week yeah. uh, off uh, from the Australian Grand Prix, mm-hmm. uh, F1 returns to. Uh, Italy and the Emilia-Romagna.
4: Obviously, the two F1
0: aficionados sit to my left and to my right. What happened in this race?
4: Yeah, we'll run through it. So, some news stories. Leclerc had his watch stolen from by the crowd, a $320,000 watch.
3: Didn't uh, yeah, something like this happen last season as well?
4: Uh, to Lando, I think. That's he, right. But, yeah, yeah. So, but yes. Um, Speaking of gypsies, there's, <laughs> yeah. a, there's a few that are out of here in Italy, don't even worry about <laughs> that. <laughs> um, Carlos Sainz signed another two-year deal with Ferrari, so he yeah. and Leclerc will be together um, mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other news, you know, Chelsea's still up for a bid. So Lewis Hamilton and Serena Williams both put yeah, up a crossover, crossover story here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if... So they're part of a very big consortium, of course, because ten mils not going to help get, buy a multi billion dollar um, franchise. Sure, so, but they might be the faces exactly. of the, the said said
0: uh, money coming yeah. in. Yes, yes, <laughs> kind of
4: what the Miami Dolphins, I think, did for a large part of their ownership as well, because um, Serena Williams was one of the owners of that club. Um, of course, a very small part, but yeah, as, as a face ambassador, they own a, p- a portion of of the football club. So the same thing with Chelsea. Chelsea, of course, is still. Uh, going through their bids, um, and I don't think they're going to be sold anytime quickly. Um, do you have anything extra on that, James?
3: Um, I do not. Right. It would so it,
4: it would
0: be really interesting for two elite black athletes to take over. Um, you know, as the, as the face of a franchise, which has had uh, a storied history with with racism and you know with Roman. Uh, Abramovich as well, and being tied up with all the, the craziness in the world at the moment, um, it would be a really interesting change of culture for, for Lewis Hamilton and Serena yeah. Williams.
4: Hamilton got a little bit of heat in, in the in the media, of course. Yeah, cause, so. uh, well, is he
0: a fan, he's a fan of someone. Is Arsenal. He a... <laughs> he's a fan of Arsenal. Arsenal.
4: Yeah. <laughs> but, like, there's pictures of him like, as a young fellow wearing Arsenal gear. Yeah, money talks, baby. Yeah, but I think it's a yeah, – you know, Arsenal's not for sale. Chelsea is. That's so. right. <laughs> yeah. To exactly. quote the the
0: great dizzy rascal, money talks. Yeah. <laughs> money talks. Dirty cash. I want you. Dirty cash. I need you. Yeah. Money talks. That's um, yeah, interesting there that that he is a uh, a gunner by heart, but uh, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. The, the dollars or the pounds in this case are uh, 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 the premium currency. Yeah.
3: So, I guess, yeah, t- to add to that, I have found some other stuff. So, Sir Martin Broughton, who used to be the chairman for Liverpool FC, mm-hmm. um, is the lead of the consortium. Um, oh. So, yeah, he's, I guess, the one bringing all these people together. So, mm. um, another club um, sitting there. It's probably got a bit of a rivalry with uh, Chelsea. Big time, big time. We'll keep an eye
0: on that one as it unfolds. In terms of uh, the Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix, uh, how Mm. did it pan out? Uh, Max got pole first time in a little while.
4: Yeah, so he got pole and they had a sprint race. So they had a 21-lap sprint Mm. race uh, Saturday night. Pissing down rain, wasn't it? Well, he pissed down rain for qualifying, so they had heaps of red flags, so that made it very difficult and a lot of guys crashed out. Um, Made Mercedes They missed out On Q3 For the first time In 10 years Uh, That is wild. Yeah it is uh, 10 years uh, Yeah they've Well they've won Six championships Seven championships No six Six championships In that time frame No seven Because he's equaled Schumacher Six or seven I won't I won't pull (laughs) you up on it Well Hamilton's won seven And and Rosberg won one So they've won eight Let's say They've won eight Of the last ten You had me at six Yeah Anyway So Shout, Shout out to Meg Ryan uh, the sprint, <laughs> sprint race um, the, the big part of that was probably the McLarens did well they finished fourth and sixth what from memory
3: fourth uh, no fifth and sixth
4: fifth and sixth yeah. um, and uh, so Leclerc got Verstappen and Verstappen got Leclerc back and he won uh, so that then set up the race uh, unfortunately for Danny um, in the first lap of the race um, he kind of Hit a curb and got pushed, pushed like slid a little bit because it was still wet. They had to start on inters, mm. um, slid into science. That spanned science out and put um, Ricardo into into the the gravel. Uh, yep. Science of course couldn't restart, so he was out. our um, fans of course not happy with that. And then um, uh, Ricardo had to pit. They did some tire, put him on inters, and then they brought and him, put him on hard tires, which probably didn't end up working well. Uh, well, they, they put him on slicks, so he, he tested the slicks, got up to 15th place. Then they put him on hard tyres to get him to the end to do 40 laps on with the hope yep. everyone else's mediums would fall apart. But then the front yes. runners switched this off. So strategy-wise, I think it was a bad decision. Yeah. He finished last, so it was not a great outing uh, for, for Danny, unfortunately. No. Um, Lando um, finished third. Third, yep. Uh, for So to, to get some points from McLaren. But the story of the main bit is um, – the uh, Le- Leclerc and well, Leclerc and Max Verstappen battle. Um, Max Verstappen won, uh, got fastest lap. Every race he's finished, he's won. The ones he hasn't mm-hmm. finished, he of course he's DNF'd. Um, so Leclerc was pushing hard on Perez um, to get potentially second place, yeah, because um, they were a bit behind, um, and they did did a good o- undercut, overcut in the pit strategy to get him close. Um, but they – he he pushed too hard on a kerb, went too wide, spanned it out, um, and then lost yep. a lot of positions um, uh, from that. So Red Bull went one-two. Uh, Leclerc's lead, I think, is 27 points in the championship. So it's uh, – Yes, quick math, 27. Very close. Over max. Uh, George Russell was the best of the Mercedes. Um, he's had a really good, like, consistent run. Yep. Whereas Hamilton's yep. kind of struggled a little bit with the new car. Um, yep. Finishing 13, got really caught up behind Sonoda and Gasly and Stroll. No, Albon, Albon, Gasly and Hamilton just followed each other yep. within half a second for like 40 laps. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, a bit to write, not enough to write home there. So, looking yeah. like Red Bull, Ferrari, probably competing currently for the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mercedes, McLaren in this, this that second spot, McLaren much better. Um, Ricardo yep. just didn't uh, had bad luck. I think didn't he would have had the race pace. Um, would have been up there competing with Lando. Um, and then kind of the rests, and they're kind of all kind of figuring it out where they are. They've all had different kind of finishings to the the Grand Prix, like Haas has been up and down, and Williams are probably the yeah. only one that they've been pegged right to the bottom there. Um, but a hey, long season still to go, and mm. it's been mm. pretty competitive with those two teams. A lot can change in that time frame. Mercedes probably the biggest one uh, that probably needs to do the to most drop. work to get back
3: in there. Yeah, so I think... Uh, those reports, Hamilton sort of said that he's already kind of conceded that he's not going to be in that championship run this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and why is that? As a casual,
0: obviously Lewis Hamilton, one of the biggest names ever in Formula 1 racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it? Is it just car trouble? Uh, car trouble.
4: Hamilton yeah. says this a lot, though, where he's just like, oh, <laughs> well, I'm not going to be able to do something Christ like this. Poor, Christ and, poor. And uh, then ends up winning. So, yeah. Like, I think he, he's just frustrated, can't probably where the car is currently. It yeah. is underperforming, but you can see George Russell probably should have finished um, uh, fifth in this race had it not been for Leclerc, um, but he's up there in the top five. So I think they can mm. – that's where the uh, race pace-wise and Hamilton can probably get to there. He's probably just not happy with the new car where it is and he's got to get used to it um, more mm. so he can then, yeah, push push back in there. But like I said, long season to go. Um and they'll be in the top t- He'll they They'll have regular finishes in the top ten. Like he's yeah. had, what, a third and a fourth finish already. So mm. he's just like he's not he's not completely out of it. No. They've, they've no. got a little bit of work to do, and I think they can be there competing. Um, but, yeah, they really need to push Red Bull and Ferrari um, if he wants to win his eighth championship.
3: Yeah, that's it. I think, yeah, I think it just comes down to the car setups at the moment. Yeah. Um, the Mercedes – probably been complaining the most about the new aeros and how it's affecting the car. Yeah, well, the porpoising Um, for them. But Ferrari
4: don't complain. They've got the same kind of issue, but they don't complain complain as much. But I think
3: their setup's different where they can get more performance out of it even though it's still porpoising. Um, Yeah, true. So, yeah, maybe still tinkering with that setup. And if you haven't
4: seen the porpoising, you should go watch it, especially in this one because the back end of the straight – um, doing like three hundred k's an hour, the car's bouncing up and down like this. Jesus so God. you literally hear like Leclerc's there and you can hear him like bang, like he's hitting the straps, or his he, like his yep. head's like banging off the side of the thing. It's like it's literally like yeah. I can't yeah. remember
3: if it was Russell or Bottas, but one of them was saying like they were talking on the radios going down one of the straights, and they literally like lost their breath from one of the jolts. So yeah, yeah. it's like
4: it's yeah. it, it's it's crazy. Yeah, well, it's just where the cars are with the new sidepod designs and the new the new. Um, uh, you know, rear wing and the suspension through the w- rear. Mm-hmm. So they just have Some some of them don't have that issue. Others do, and they just haven't figured it out. Oh, so. That's
3: it. And like, yeah, it's it's good to see Russell with some consistency. So it means there's there's promise with the Mercedes yeah, car. They've mm-hmm.
4: got they've got some pace. They're they're, they're not yeah. they're not where Williams are. Put it that no. way. No,
3: mm-hmm. no, yeah. So once they can yeah sort their stuff out, we'd probably see Hamilton start coming back up the ladder. But yeah, agreed, it's agreed. got a long way to work. Is Miami next week? Correct. Straight into it? Uh, what was it two weeks? Uh, 6th of August. August? Yes. I mean, May. May. So it's not this weekend next. Not this weekend yeah. next week. Yeah. So I have one week of travel and then yeah. they'll do um, Miami.
4: Yeah. I'm surprised they're, they're hopping Hopping back and forth. Considering yeah. they bitch about yeah. coming to Australia and then you go to Italy and then go to, to Miami. Like it's, so it's a lot there, it's, of travel. There, it's still a lot of travel and yeah. then have to go back to Spain.
0: Spain, Monaco, Azerbaijan, Canada. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Figure, well, figure, and figure that straight out Britain,
4: straight after that coming back over the pond like yeah. big yeah. pond yeah. A bit of pond jumping F1 frogs yeah. jumping <laughs> jumping around the pond it is. it's looking like a good season Oh, probably the, this race kind of really showed how close the cars could run behind each other as well mm. they were consistently mm. within half a second mm. um, so yeah it's kind of shown that the changes are working yep. um, they're definitely getting a lot more closer racing and it's kind yeah. of brought in well, we didn't
3: mention the sprint race but it was a little bit more competitive like mm. It brought Her more corners
4: into the race for potential like moves instead yeah. of just having to go down the straight That's and it. try to get DRS. Yeah,
3: so last year the sprint race was sort of like just a train, just protect your car for the main race sort of thing, whereas this this time around there was a little bit more overtaking. More points and though as well. So yeah. one through eight
4: yeah. got points. So first first getting eight and eighth getting one.
3: Yeah. So
4: yeah, more, more actual points on offer made a lot more competitive. So they've only got three sprint yeah. races this year. They thought about five, but after the, you know, interrupted season last year they've they've kind of gone okay let's um stick with three so potentially next year they could have six as an example Mm. um so a lot more racing to be had in the for the f1 but yeah well spring race is a good idea until you've been um multi-million dollar car the night before you're meant to do a race and then (laughs) try to put it all back together
3: again that is true that is true we'll have to have to see it
4: but that's f1 that's where we're at currently And do we want to manage in tennis?
0: Yeah, last bit of news, uh, Wimbledon, a few months away, but they have announced that they are banning Russian and Belarusian players. So we'll see uh, Daniel uh, Medvedev, he'll miss out, Um, obviously uh, pushed this year in uh, the Australian Open. Number two Uh, overall. Number two overall. Uh, so he misses out uh, In the girls Arena Sabalenka uh, Number four In the world at the moment She's Bella Russian, Misses out yeah. uh, Not a good Not a bad sort I must admit <laughs> uh, What are our thoughts here We've seen uh, A fair few um, Sports Kind of Take a stand On this mm. war um, yep. Between yep. Russia and Ukraine FIFA um, You know Essentially Putting the stop On the Russian footballers uh, Do you kind of Lean towards Oh well, they're athletes. They're not involved with what's going on in their home country. Or do you kind of lean towards well, let's set a, a precedent and make these high-profile athletes st- stand up and speak against um, this this um, this war in Ukraine, which which essentially in in this day and age in 2022, um, you know, no one no one has any time for.
4: Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the two points is. Um one, these guys being more individuals than, say, the, the soccer team, which is the representation of Russia. That's, yeah. So so there's, like, a lot of people yeah. maybe not so happy about that. But the same thing, you kind of hit it, like, um, especially international sports um, that the Russians are very good at and involved in. Mm-hmm. It is probably one of the premier ones. Um, they are what you consider probably role models. People in Russia definitely would look up to them. So, yeah, it's you, you make it. Make others others pay in their plight, so that they can talk about it. It's exactly what we're doing now: talk about it in the media, and yeah. Uh, yeah. hopefully get them to push that agenda back home, mm. um, to then hopefully you know stir up the masses to uh, potentially try to put an end to this.
0: And a lot of people are kind of saying, "Oh, don't punish these people. You know, they're, they're yeah. not involved. Yeah, they're yeah. not pulling triggers." But
4: yeah, I, and I,
0: I, I get that. Do I feel sorry? For them, no, no, not really. They're, they're, we're
4: talking about multi-millionaires, multi-millionaires.
0: yeah, multi-millionaires, and we're talking about a country, um, you know, being being invaded by by their big brother. And look, yep. we, we are a sports podcast. We don't want to weigh in too much on international affairs and a lot of it. But no, I don't feel too sorry for for these players. Um, Obviously, they're caught up in, in a horrible situation, but yeah, look, so so, so are hundreds of thousands, mil, millions of civilians. And uh, look, if, if Wimbledon's taking this stand, uh, so be it. Uh, play on, uh, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, exactly. If if you're one of those players, um, you, you got to understand the reasoning behind it, and then yeah, yeah. Well, well, if that's the reasoning, what can I do to yeah. help the situation? Yeah,
3: and like this isn't the first time that a country no. has been excluded from. Uh, world sporting events and at um, Olympics. There's, there's we, we saw boi-
0: boycotts, you know, all through the through the um, the eighties uh, in, in in teams, uh, mm. not wanting to go. I suppose this is a little bit different. In the, it's the um, you know the the organisation, um, the tennis club there mm. at Wimbledon saying no. Look, we're we're not going to accept um, um, Russian and Belarusian players. Uh, yeah, look up. Uh, and mi- yeah. mi- millionaires, you know, missing out on the opportunity to make more millions—it it doesn't yeah. doesn't really concern so me. So I, I think, mean think
3: that touches on a little bit as well. Like I know they're a little bit, well, a lot more well connected. But like a lot of the Russian businessmen that I've seen internationally, have got sanctions personally against yep. them. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So you do, how do you fit the sell on Chelsea into one bucket? Is, how do you, acceptable. where do you draw the line with all of this stuff? Yeah. Um, you obviously want. Uh, A lot of
4: them have been disappearing in the recent days, but (laughs) (laughs) we don't need to talk about that. Definitely (laughs) don't. (laughs) don't. Yeah, we don't need our (laughs) name on a fucking KGB (laughs) Hitler. (laughs) A hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, we obviously want good for ratings. (laughs) 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 Well, we we, we talked about this pre-podcast, so let's hope that doesn't come to (laughs) fruition. No, (laughs) no, inside joke. Anyways,
3: Um, yeah, you obviously want the events in ukraine resolved as quickly as of possible so you so what's do by any means possible. what's the u.s
4: open stance because i believe that happens before Wimbledon. i don't think they've made one no
0: no i think i think Wimbledon happens before the u.s it was before okay
4: yeah i couldn't remember the order I, well, there I, was chat, there was chat because i think uh and then when the spanish one is as well well no not spanish french open
0: it's Spanish dominated. Rafael Nadal. It mate, is. That's what is, I was. I was
4: thinking of Nadal's. Like, what's the one he dominates? Yeah, he calls, may as well it the Spanish Spanish Open
0: The Spanish Open. Because Nadal is the father of the uh, Paris yeah. uh, or the French yeah. Open. At that, um, look, we're obviously not massive tennis fans, uh, but but it is an interesting talking point. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens with the US Open, the way that they approach it. Uh, again, I don't feel too sorry for for millionaires missing out on more millions uh, when, when people are genuinely suffering because of this conflict. Mm. 100%. That will wrap up our show. Thank Uh-oh. you yes. for uh, sitting through on and following along or listening back. If you're listening tomorrow, Tuesday, I imagine there will be some sore heads <laughs> After a massive Anzac Day, uh, the the big clash between the Dragons and the Roosters about to kick off. Uh, Essendon and Collingwood uh, just uh, underway. Who won that Hawthorne yeah. uh, game. Uh, Sydney, 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 uh, by. Sydney, yeah, big comeback from them in the second half, uh, winning that pretty comfortably. Um, IPL. Uh, thank you to uh, our listeners uh, that are interested in in the goings on over there. Halfway through, we'll continue to follow that. Next week, we'll keep an eye, of course, on our local footy uh, competitions in the NRL and the AFL, the NBA playoffs. But the big thing for the SK moving forward, as affer mentioned, will be the NFL draft. Yep. Thursday night over in the US, Friday, our time. Sean and myself will be following that live. Sean has put in painstaking hours uh, uh, to quote you in verbatim, more than you studied for your agency. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so uh, we, we hope a few of Pays you get agrees, w- buddy. will be able to join us <laughs> for that. Uh, yeah, I know that. <laughs> and uh, and thank you, Monkey, for letting us use the studio. Uh, we get your presence for that on Friday. Yep. Thank you uh, to all the listeners and input uh, from those in the comments. We'll see you Friday for some NFL yarn. Um, Hope you have a nice week and enjoy listening to this. If you are listening to it on the tools, on the bus, in the car, wherever. Thank you very much. This is On the Esky. Please check out our socials. We'll try to be a bit more active on that, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Danny Wildler Mop incoming. <laughs> Danny Wadler.
3: Yeah, we can get onto that. Mop ass. All right. Thank you for listening. Catch you thank next you. time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.